You don't give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, I mean. Oh. Yep. We're back at it again. Back at it again with the white vans. Dude, it feels like I haven't seen y'all in forever. Dude, this week was long. It was. It yeah. felt like it was long. It, it was, for, I don't know about y'all, but for me, it was like torturous. I just. It just felt like it was forever. Like, it feels like to me, I haven't seen y'all for like a month. Yeah. It, th- exactly. I'm being honest. That's why. I, I don't know about that long, but it definitely feels like it's like it's been just over a week, like maybe like nine days, hmm. almost. Shut up, easy. <laughs> Stupid. But, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It, it's been a long week, but I feel like I don't know. It feels like the last couple of days have been the longest. Yeah, like like Monday and Tuesday. Those it's are pretty fine. quick. Yeah, yeah. I Monday, can see that. Tuesday. I, wonder, I, I think they went by quick, but uh, after Wednesday. <laughs> It just slowed the fuck oh, I wonder yeah. if it's the weather that makes it feel like that. Makes I it, think so. Because, like, I kinda, mean, tomorrow is going to rain again. Yeah, dude. It was coming the fuck down when I was on the way over here. Damn. Like, yeah. I was getting gas, and I was like... Well, apparently this one hurricane hit over there at uh, Florida, and I think that's what's causing I, all these rains. Yeah, that's what I heard. Hur- hurricane Elsa? I don't know. I, I gave up on the names after a while. I'm just like, what is it? Is it a fucking... What I think my favorite is name is Harvey. <laughs> Cause all I could think of is his mustache. <laughs> no, uh, Harvey, that's the one that really fucked. Yeah, Somerville up, right? Oh, yeah, was it? And, oh, oh no, no, that's when I fucked up Houston. Yeah, but it also flooded real bad over here too. Cause I could have right? sworn Ike was the one who really fucked us up. Uh, maybe I can't remember. I, there's so many. That's why I said I give up on the names. Right. Like there's like there's so many that we get <laughs> when they start. Isn't there like some? Wasn't there a hurricane that was like a junior? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I think one of the worst ones was Katrina. Well, that was that, that's actually number two now. What the, was the worst? The one that fucked up Houston. Harvey? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Harvey's the one who yeah. really fucked up Houston. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> that meme where it was a Lieutenant Dan, where he's like, uh, the hurricane, you know, the part where they're in the hurricane of Forrest Gump, and he's all, he's like on top of the sail, losing his shit, screaming at the hurricane, like, that's the best you got. Bring it on, you bitch. He's all like flipping the, <laughs> the weather off. It was like, Harvey, Harvey, ha. And there's like a picture of him with like a cigar in his mouth. And then the next, <laughs> the next, the next picture is him floating through downtown Houston. <laughs> He's like, is that the best you can do, you bitch? <laughs> no, dude, my favorite meme was the, uh, was the one with like uh, uh, Texans in, in Galveston. And there's a guy with a shotgun oh, yeah, <laughs> holding yeah. it at the fucking weather. <laughs> It's crazy that Galveston's still standing. For real. They go through so much shit over there. I'm surprised it's not even flooded. I, like, just going on that island, you, it looks like it would easily flood. Right. But you Do s- they just evacuate? I mean, I think that's really all they For have the to do. For the most part, huh? they, they do. But then again, their house is on stilts, like, on stills and all that. So, mm. yeah, I know when we went to get the marriage license, I was like, I, was, I remember telling Sarah, I was like, this motherfucker looks like if the, the ocean raises a little bit more. This whole is gone. Yeah. Like, if it's not completely gone, they're going to have to move even closer inland, and there's not much more for them to move. Right. You know, there's not much. They can't go any closer. You know what really surprises me? Corpus. Well, Corpus is so big, and granted, it is damn near, like, in the water. Yeah. But, you know, it's great, because we lived out there for years, and nothing. That's what I'm saying. Like, Corpus just blows my mind, because they have... I wonder, is it higher? I don't know, maybe. I wonder if that's the case. Like, maybe it's like a, a slightly elevated or something. Uh, I'm not too sure, but I just know that there's some, like, damn near, like, beautiful houses on, I forget what 
what street it is, but the, it's the main street, like right next to the beach. And you you can see all these like beautiful ass houses. I'm like, God damn, I, I will, you I'll, know, it doesn't get flooded here just because of how these houses are. They're not on like steels like Galveston, <laughs> which is crazy. Right. Because they're so damn close to the oh, to the water. Before Katrina, I remember the worst hurricane in history, or at least one of the one of the worst was Galveston, right? Is that the word where, like the whole the the park got fucked up, like the fair or carnival, whatever that? Because isn't oh, that like pleasure, a, pleasure so, beach or something? something like that? Yeah, didn't that thing get like destroyed? Like they lost all kind of people. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I, I have to look into it. But yeah, I know it's been a while. Uh, the Gulf, they when it gets hit, boy, it gets hit. Oh, like, you they, lying. ain't no if ands or buts about it. Well, that was depressing. She <laughs> we just got into Hurricane Tom. Here I am. All right, facts. Rock me like a hurricane. Somebody posted a the video. Someone was like, uh, "What's a fact or something that you get sick of hearing that's not true or some shit?" And it was like that Nickelback sucks. I'm going to let Deadpool take over on this one. And then it jumps to Deadpool where he was like, uh, him and Ben Savage, the Christmas one, the one that was PG-13. Oh, yeah. He was like, Nickelback sucks. He goes, no, they don't. They've won this award, this award, blah, 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 some indie award. Those count. This award, this award. <laughs> he was like, uh, I, I don't, I just don't understand the hate. So I thought about it. So I went back and listened to a couple of Nickelback songs and I was like, their first album wasn't bad. Everything after that was ass. Was ass. And I think that's where they started getting the hate, the hate from. Right. Because they were good, but then I, after a while, they kind of settled. Apparently, they only let one guy write all their songs. That's why they all sounded the same. Oh. That makes sense. <laughs> I think my only favorite song is uh, that one song, um, This Is How You Remind Me Oh, yeah. That was, was, that, was, that, was that their first single that they broke through with? Was it that one or Rockstar? I don't know. I want to say it was, yeah, that one. That one? It was I one of them. Made it as a wise man. Yeah, I think that was the first one. Yeah. yeah, that was like 2000 or some shit like that. 99. I think so. I don't know. That's the only song that I really love. Yeah, that, and that was that was a minute ago. Yeah, right. Speaking of a minute ago, oh, the music tonight is it fire or is it Nickelback? It's Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, he gets all excited. Brian's like, all right, I'm just gonna go ahead and walk home. <laughs> He's like, I'm tired of this, but. It is almost as old as me and Be Easy, though. Oh, shit. That's old. He ain't lying. <laughs> Wait five years and we can really see. We old as a motherfucker. Hey, I'll be in my 30s five years. Right, we'll be almost, we'll be damn near 40. Ooh. Wait, how old are we now? We're, th- <laughs> we're 32, Be Easy. Oh, shit. Yeah. We got, one foot in, we got one foot in the grave, one on a banana peel, dog. He ain't lying. We almost, we almost out of here. Oh, shit. You know what we haven't done in a while? What's up? In like two episodes. <sighs> Where's it? Welcome to shoot the shit with Zeke on the bar, Brian. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me get some drops for quick. STS STS for twenty. We haven't done like two two episodes. Two episodes, yeah. Really? Yeah, it's been two or three. I can't remember. Huh? It's your boy Zeke, aka Big Daddy from Cincinnati, aka New Seafoodist. It's your boy Israel, aka The Quiet Right. Oh, you miss Vishon? Oh, aka Vishon. Yeah, damn, I forgot about that one. It's Brian, aka the Hewless Hooligan. <laughs> the what? The hueless hooligan. Oh. Hueless. Hueless. <laughs> Damn. As in, I have no hue. Yes. <laughs> Man, I wish we could get that list my, back. My saturation yeah. is too high. So here, here's where my list was. It was in the little sticky notes, and it, uh-huh. it, it it erased even more. I had like nine of them, and it erased. So it's just erasing the shit out of them, and I don't know Damn. why. Because there was a couple of side notes that I made like last right. episode. 
for the show notes, yeah. and those are gone. And I didn't what erase the them. I usually keep all those. This it, is why I put it on the iPhone notes. Well, yeah, yeah. What app? What app are you uh, using? One, one note. Oh, see, that's why I just use the. I I used to, but but this is a lot more organized. Like mm-hmm. like the other one would let me put episodes in folders. See, like I have like episode one eighty through right. eighty five, and it, I wasn't able to do that with the other one. Or I could, but it would have taken me forever to scroll through all of them. Right. Because with this one, I can just boom. There's, there's one eighty five. Okay. But the the drawback is that. It deletes, it, it deletes at least sticky notes, mm. not the actual notes, but the sticky notes. And I don't even remember which episode we stopped at doing his his names, his nicknames. I would say it would 80, have been eighty one or eighty one, or maybe even one eighty. Because remember, we didn't get to do it for my mom, and that was, she was episode one eighty one. Oh yeah, so it's probably like I go back. I go back and get the list, and we can right have, start, <laughs> have to write it. Down. Have to write it down and put them in the notes. Ain't that oh, a bitch, man? But it's all right though. Bring it back. All right. Is you- I want to at least have one episode that we just read all his names. <laughs> no, I'll bring it back. And we can, like I said, we can start back over again. But do we do we have to catch up? Yeah. And that- <laughs> so we all have to come up with that week. Names. Come up with a new name for Be Easy. Well, there's some episodes that we did that uh, yeah. we, we put names in there. But obviously, you know, we didn't write them down. And then Ethan came up with, the- Ethan came up with that stupid ass one. But... Oh, it's uh, Noir. He's whistling for his dog. Oh, you better be feeding that damn dog. But w- what name was it? I don't remember. Something stupid. Remember? It was like Fantastic Molasses or something. Oh, yeah. Shit like Fantastic that. Molasses. And I was like, I don't know what the hell that is, but we just won't use that one. <laughs> Ethan, you suck. Oh, well, hold on. Wait. Uh, before we continue, before we play the music, we have Ooh. to read our disclaimer. Warning. Following our advice can and will lead to homelessness. So do not fucking anything you hear on this. And tonight, by the way, we do have a special guest. We'll get to him, I guess, here in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, she, her name is Hillary Johnson. She is an ex-Mormon. She, Ex-Mormon. She left, uh, you know, the good old LDS. So we'll be calling her whenever, I guess, after the music or yeah. a little after we after the music. I'm trying to wait on Navarre, but we'll see how that goes. Right. But ready to get this music going? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. shit, son. Here we oh, go. Episode ski-ski. 185. Boy. Yeah, boy. Ooh, I've heard this song forever. Bismarck E, man, that's crazy. Damn. How did he die? I don't know. They haven't announced it yet? Mm, uh, maybe they have, but. Mm-hmm. Bismarck E. Oh, baby, you got what I oh, need. Yeah. And, and, and that song is like, yeah, you can't yeah. run on that. That was Bismarck E. He was just yeah. randomly in the studio that day. Oh. And they were like, yo, Biz, you want to drop something? He's like, yeah, you can't run on, on that. Because <laughs> they use it in the song. I was Hell like, it's yeah. fucking wild. So, yeah. 
R.I.P. Biz. That's wild. Oh, what's up? I almost called you something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call him what? Fucker? No. Oh. Another F word. <laughs> 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 oh, I thought you hit your head on it. I was like, oh, damn, no. dog. Hey, calm down. Uh, I don't. Since I don't know how long this call is gonna go, what, what do y'all wanna? You wanna do the low key thing, or do y'all wanna just? Jump, well, into, uh, jump into the call. What do you want to do? I'd say let's jump into the call yeah, since let's... there's a time difference. Yeah, because yeah, well, she's an hour behind, not ahead. But still, like, you, does she have work tomorrow? Do we? Facts. Do we? We don't really know her All schedule. Right. And let me text her and let her know. Yeah, because I mean, I I rather get that out of the way. And what if it's like a little bit of a downer, and then we could just pick it back up. With pick love. it back up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it will be a downer. I mean, <laughs> talking about someone leaving a crazy ass religion. <laughs> so. Right. But at least we can like you know pick it back up with you know certain jokes or certain like yeah yeah Loki. Well, I mean obviously hit it with the Tarzan. See you, damn. <laughs> hit her with the Trevor Bauer cross As soon as she gets on, as soon as she gets on, be like, "Yo, girl, how rough do you like it?" <laughs> on a scale of Trevor Bauer to Chris Brown, she, she's gonna listen to this and be like, "What the fuck did I just?" <laughs> 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 All right, well she's ready. Y'all ready? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Anyone else nervous? No. What was Not her name really. again? Yes. Hillary. 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 Hillary Duff? Yes. Hey. Hillary Duff. Here we go. Hello. Hear me? Hello. 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 How are you guys? We're good. How We're are good. you? Good. Hold on. Let me let me adjust my headphones real quick. Yeah, we're just adjusting ourselves real quick. All right. So what's up? Not much. How is it in Houston? Oh, we're not in Houston. We're in a little last town called Somerville. Hey. Okay. Basically, Africa. <laughs> Wait, did somebody say Katie? Africa. Oh, okay. Uh, I said uh, hey. I Katie. Oh, hey. oh, there hey. we go. That yeah. sounded a little bit like Katie because I know Katie's out there too. So. Yeah. No, we're not over there. We uh, we do our best to avoid the mean streets of H Town. Hey. It's a little wild. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So, uh, you said you were in uh, Idaho. What was up with that? Everything, everything good? Oh yeah, that's actually where I live for half my life. And so I took my kids up there oh. last week to visit my parents, left two of them with them. So that was kind of nice. 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 That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Abandoned children. Abandoned children. Yes. So now I've just got one. We actually spent the day with him up in Park City and had a good time up there. So that was a fun day. Nice. I've I've always wanted to go to Utah or Idaho, anywhere out there. I've been to Washington, where my one of the guys, the guy with the deep voice, he probably should we inter- introduce. Oh ourselves? yeah, we probably should. I yeah. mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're horrible at this. If you can't, <laughs> yeah, we've never interviewed people. But, yeah, anyone who, anytime we've had a guest on, they know somebody, and so you're like one of the only people on who nobody knows. So right. I'm I'm Zeke. I'm the guy messaging you from Reddit. I'm okay. Israel. I'm one of the guys from the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Be easy. And then, uh, do we have more? Do yes, we have? Yep. Yeah, uh, we're we're trying to decide. Uh, <laughs> you're trying to decide uh, if you can tell me your names. Come yeah, on. yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, I, I'm Brian. Uh, I'm nobody important. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't ask for your biography, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's okay. I've already looked y'all up, so I've already got your names written down. Oh, so. shit, oh, shit. Cool. shit! Okay, well, you got intel. Well, the- so you know we ain't shit. Okay. <laughs> there you go. And I'm Navar. <laughs> well, Navar is that how you say it? Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, that was the one I was most concerned about pronouncing wrong. So Oh, no, you, you can totally fuck it up. People have been doing it since I was in kindergarten. Oh, yeah, everybody calls him hey, neighbor. I get it. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. Not even, that's not even how you pronounce his name, but we just, he, he, we get it wrong all the time. He just got used to it. Oh, yeah. It's not a big yeah. deal. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. So, okay. So is it, you you said you left the, I don't know, what what is it? Mormonism, LDS, what is, how, what's that proper term? Okay, so that's a good question. It is, the church that I was a, par, a part of was the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay. You gotcha. can look at a whole bunch of different sects of that, and there's a whole idea of Mormonism, because you're going to have like the FLDS, and there's a couple other branches that have branched off. But the original, like Joseph Smith founding church is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But there are several groups that consider themselves Mormon. Hmm. Hmm. So, so it's it, it's kind of like you know how you get like the Baptists and Southern the, Baptists, right. the Marxist, yeah. and all that stuff. Well, yes, exactly. So they're going to have a lot of things that they believe the same. Like almost everybody reads the Book of Mormon. You know, you got the FLDS with Warren Jeffs, who are still polygamists, but the Latter Day Saints are no longer polygamists for the most part. And yeah, so hmm. same idea. It's interesting. So, wait, were, were you born into this, or was it something you like your family joined, or? How did yeah. This so, do you kind of just want me to go through like my whole story of where I started and like where I am today? Yeah. Yes, yeah. please. Like, does that work? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a talker, so if you need to like interrupt me, you're and on, ask me no, you're, go you're, ahead you're, and do that. You're, in, you're in the I'll right place. Going. Oh yeah, you're yeah, good. Okay. You're in the right place. Go ahead, please. <laughs> okay, good. So yeah, so I was born to parents who were already members on my dad's side. I would be considered a sixth generation Mormon. That basically means that I was from the very beginning, the Joseph Smith time. Our ancestors were some of the ones that came over from England because Joseph Smith, they had a bunch of missionaries that were sent out into the world to go and convert people, you know, more members, more money. Right. Right. And so they came over to England and they got my ancestors and they ended up coming across the ocean over to America and ended up in the Salt Lake Valley. And so I am kind of one of those where there's a real sense of elitism. You've got to understand that there's a real sense of elitism when you are a member of the LDS church. And so I could really tout myself to people and say, I'm like royalty. You know, some of my ancestors came over on the Brooklyn, which is a ship. And I know y'all don't know what that is, but that's a big deal. You know, I've got ancestors that were in the Willie Martin Handpart Company. You know, I also have ancestors that were in the um, Donna Reed party. Okay. And the Willie Martin Handpart Company was another really tragic story of Mormons crossing the plains to Salt Lake and a bunch of them died. And so it's like on my dad's side of the family, we've got this very big elitism idea. So basically, if anybody talks to you wrong in the church, you can be like, suck my fat dick. I'm... I'm royalty, bitch. <laughs> like, I could act like that. I was never one that did. Trust me, there are plenty that are. You know, I was just like, whatever. I always like to joke. I don't know how much you guys know about Mormonism. I always like to none, joke that. None. None. Okay. Then this is going to be fun. I love it because Mormons think that so many know, so many people know everything about them. They think that they're just so special. So like this said, will be we're, fun. We're uncultured swine. That's, yeah, that's the I mean, reason okay. we're here. We, we just hear the, like, stereotypical <laughs> stuff, but not, like, you yeah. know, really into it. Yeah, every- yeah, absolutely. And I encountered that when I moved to Dallas. I worked with a whole bunch of employees or coworkers that were 
um, Catholic or non-denominational for the most part. And yeah, we went over all the questions because they knew nothing and they knew the stereotypes and right. stuff. So that was, I've been there. So, but what I was going to say is it's funny because on my dad's side, his dad was a descendant all the way back to Joseph Smith time. And then his mom, there's this whole thing that happened right when Joseph Smith was killed, where the Mormons were forced out. There was an extermination order put in by Evan Boggs and the Mormons were forced out of Missouri. They were all going to be killed if they didn't leave. And so my grandma's ancestors are actually from Missouri. So we always like to joke that my grandpa came over as a Mormon and my grandma's family forced them all out and they then divorced and could never get along. And so it was like that whole idea of Mormon and anti-Mormon. You just couldn't get along. So anyways, that was like our whole family joke. I always like to joke about that instead of the fact that I could be considered Mormon royalty, you know? So that's crazy. But yeah, so I grew up, my parents, I will say I have heard some really terrible stories, but I will say that my childhood was idyllic. You know, I had a perfect childhood to the point where I had friends who never believed that my childhood was good as it was. My parents were amazing people. They still are to this day. I have no complaints about them. But, um, you know, we did the typical thing like growing up, we had three hours of church on Sunday. I went to something on Wednesday night called Mutual, which was just, I think a lot of churches do like a youth group activity. Yeah, they do. Um, okay. I did seminary where you all are. They do it in the morning. It's called early morning seminary. So anybody who is Mormon there, they get up and they go to church, like the high school students, nine through 12. They go to church from like 530 to 630 every morning before they go to school. And if you wanted to get into some of the church schools like BYU, you have to complete those four years of seminary to even be allowed into BYU. Well, yeah, that's a, that's that's like a Mormon school, right? The BYU. Yes. Okay, yeah. I would have got my. I didn't even know BYU was a Mormon yeah. school. I would have got my rejection yeah. letter so fast because I would have been late to all of those fucking things. <laughs> like I'm late to fucking everything. Yes, yes, you would have. And there's three. There's actually. BYU in Provo, Utah. There's one up in Rexburg, and there's actually one in Hawaii. Had I known about that one, I would have gone there instead of Provo. Hawaii? But, and then there's, yeah, BYU, Hawaii. The wow. LDS Church owns a crap ton of property in Oahu. It's crazy how much money they spent to buy a property in Jesus. Oahu. So, huh. Damn, that yeah. is insane. Yeah. But anyway, so I grew up doing all of those things, seminary they would have us do all these things where we had a missionary week. You probably have seen missionaries with their name tags and stuff. And we would have to do missionary type things to all of our poor um, fellow students at our school, like give them book of Mormons and challenge them to come to church with us. And yeah. So you have to have a lot of sympathy, you know, looking back now, I have a lot of sympathy for people who I went to school with who were not LDS. Like I only had one friend growing up who was not LDS and I have sent, apologize to him for all the things I said when I was Mormon. And I'm the only one of our group of friends who has left Mormonism. And it's like, wow. you just have a lot of guilt for, like I said, that elitism, because we are taught from birth that we are the one true church, the only true church with the fullness of the gospel. And it gives you the sense that we are better than everybody. And so when people leave the church, there is a lot of guilt we talk about like the 12 step program that you go through. It's so similar to that. And you have so much guilt for the things that you have said to people before Damn. when you were Mormon. So it's like Vatican one for the Catholic kids. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Huh. So, but then let's see what else. 
we, so I lived in, I was actually born in Southern Utah in a tiny little town. And then we moved up to a small town in Southern Idaho. And I mean, I grew up literally on a dirt road out 10 miles south of town in the middle of nowhere. And now going back, that's great, but that was hard to grow up there. And then I went to BYU in Provo, Utah, met my husband, married him in the temple, have to have that awesome temple wedding. And then we ended up, after he graduated, we ended up moving to Dallas because he had gone to high school there and he already kind of had a job there after he graduated. So we lived there for 14 years and it was probably one of the best experiences of my life because, you know, I grew up in what they call the Mormon bubble of Utah and Idaho. And so many people do, and they never escape that. And I was able to go and just see that there are all these really amazing people out in the world who are trying their hardest to be great. And I was able to see that there were church buildings on like every corner that weren't just LDS church buildings, you know, people were doing Bible study and they weren't Mormon because you're only taught that Mormons do those types of things. Really? So they basically oh, yeah. excluded you from everything. Well, and it was not like intentional. You know, it's like I had a coworker of mine actually, because we would have conversations like this daily. Like I, I hadn't graduated when we moved. I was, I was five years younger than my husband. Cause what happens as well, you know, to be fully honest is you hear a lot of times that Mormons get married young and they get married fast. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that. Yeah. Not I've heard, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you know why? No. no. Well, you can't have premarital sex. And so you get all of these people who meet and, you know, you want to have sex. So you have to get married. And so my husband and I, we met, our first date was in March and we were married by August 6th. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. And how old were you? So. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I struck a nerve. No, you didn't. It's one well, like. I lucked out. I was 19 days away from being 19. So I was 18 years old when I got oh, okay. married. Okay. I thought you were going to say some yeah. shit like 11. I was like, wait, oh, that's not to you, Hillary. We got to go. <laughs> and yeah, right. Good. Bye. No. But yeah, no, I mean, but that's so normal, you know, to be married at 18. But it's crazy now. But it's that whole idea that, you know, you have to be chased to get that temple marriage. But, you know, the thing that we talk about now, you know, we really did luck out because. I, we've been married now for 22 years and we still, still love Mormon? each other. No, he was actually the first one to leave and he had questioned it for a long time. And, um, he was the first one that was like, I can't do this anymore. And then I was like a year, nine months to a year. It took me a little while just because the indoctrination runs so deep and the shame and the guilt run so deep that I didn't want to accept that I had been, been a part duped. of it. Mm. Yeah, and then I had believed the lie for so long. So, what caused y'all to like, yeah, actually the, the, leave that's the church? The, the what question is because anytime I've ever had a yeah. discussion with a Mormon, like I said, you ask them while they're active, you get nothing. It's like they're so robotic; it's 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 scary. You're like, what the hell is wrong with you, dude? Like, I just like I want to have a normal conversation, and yeah, that, yeah, leaving is obviously never a conversation that you can have with them. So, well, and if you ever ask an active Mormon. They are going to tell you that people leave because they want to sin. And let's talk about sin. That would be drinking coffee or tea, um, drinking alcohol. Wait, coffee um, and tea? Hold up. Oh, yeah. I'd be the, yeah. the fucking worst Mormon oh, it's like, in the business. <laughs> like sti stimulants, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so if you really want to like get confused, you want to get really confused on that one? I'm down. It's really kind of funny. Let's do okay. it. So 
because you can't drink coffee and tea. So people are like, why not? You know, because you can drink Coke and Mountain Dew and Kickstarters and monster drinks. So is it because of the caffeine? But no, it's not because of the caffeine. It's because it's brewed. You know, it's a hot drink because you can have hot chocolate because that's a hot drink, but you can't have coffee and tea because it's brewed. But wait a minute, you can have herbal tea because there's no caffeine in it, even though it's brewed. Well, wait, what, what's the difference between brewed? Yeah, why is that yes. such a big? Why is that such a big deal? Yes, it's just it's just this whole idea of control to me. It's just they want to control this and say, no, you can't have coffee and tea. That's so. So weird. they're coming up with excuses, and so when you when you step back and you're out of it later, you're just like, this makes absolutely no sense whatsoever that we can't have coffee and tea. You yeah, know, yeah, that's that's insane. So yeah, so you missed out on I, Starbucks. <laughs> oh yeah and honestly i i am still struggling like coffee is not my favorite you know it's and i have found like a vanilla latte i like and maybe i just need to try more but i do like herbal tea a lot i used to grow up my grandma who was not a member she used to make sun tea all the time oh, and i didn't know when i stayed with her yeah yeah that in the south but I didn't know I wasn't supposed to drink it. She would, I would stay with her in the summer and that's just what she would make all the time. And then I found out later I couldn't drink it. And so that was the first thing that I did after I finally decided I was leaving. I went and bought a whole bunch of ice, sweet iced tea. You little troublemaker, you. I know, I <laughs> well, okay. So you say that, but you want to know what's so bad. Okay. So the next day I bought all this sweet iced tea and this is going to give you an example of how the indoctrination happens to us. We had gone camping and I drank a sweet iced tea for the first time. And we're talking in like 35 years or something. Holy crap. Yeah. And the next day, my daughter fell off the monkey bars and broke her arm. And it was so hard for me to not take the blame for that, that God was punishing me through my daughter for drinking that iced tea. Because if you ask any of my active friends right now, if I told them that I drank a tea and the next day Haley broke her arm, they would 100% tell you. It was my fault and that God was punishing my daughter through me. That is insane. And it it is because why would God punish a child for something that you did? And so, but that's just how deep that indoctrination goes. And it was very hard for me to not take the blame for that and say, God would never punish me for that. But, but yeah, but back to the whole leaving thing, we moved back to Utah about seven years ago. And I really didn't want to move back to Utah because I was like, we are not good Mormons in Utah because Utah is very judgmental. And I think a lot of that stems from the fact that people haven't left Utah. Like they grow up here, they go to school here, and then they get married and they stay here. And they didn't have that experience I had of leaving and going to Texas and meeting all these amazing people. Hell yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I'm a proud Texan. (laughs) Hardcore Texans. (laughs) (laughs) We met amazing people there, but. But yeah, so then we moved back and there's this idea that you would talk to a lot of people, a lot of Mormons about, you put it on your shelf. I don't know if you've ever heard that term. No. Yeah. That just means yes, no. So some, that just means like anything you might've had a problem with, um, like polygamy or what are some of the other things, um, how sexist the church is or the LGBTQ issues or the ban on blacks or just all the doctrinal changes or just all the things. (laughs) <laughs> there was there was like they weren't allowed oh my gosh yeah that's fucking yeah. wild Wait. they weren't allowed into the temple or to get the i'm trying to remember if they could have the priesthood i know yeah 
until 1979. So let's think about during the civil rights movement and how segregation happened. It wasn't until 1979 where they got, I'm going to do air quotes that you can't see, um, revelation from God that the black people could now have priesthood and um, basically join and go into the temple. Yeah, because basically what was happening before is when you died, like Joseph Smith, the founder, he has a black woman who is sealed to him as his eternal servant. The fuck? The fuck? <laughs> so a slave. Yeah. yeah. She asked, will you please bring me into your family and, and seal me to you as a member of your family? Because they were doing all of these temple ordinances right before he died. And, you know, you want to have this eternal, they preach this whole idea of your everlasting life and your eternal life and all of these great, you can be together forever as a family. And she's like, I want to be with you guys as a family forever. And he's like, well, because you're a person of color, you can be sealed to me as a servant. So isn't that a lovely idea? I, I don't understand how any that person is, of color shit crazy would ever. This, yeah. ex- this explains why, like, I don't know if you know who Angel Hayes is. No, I don't. Uh, a rapper. She's a rapper, but she talked because she escaped Mormonism too. And, uh, she, in a lot of her songs, she talks about how fucked up her childhood was. Oh yeah, and that ex- and that explains a lot of that shit. But she's she's native, like she's like Indian, like Native American. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started on that. Well, I mean, you should. So get me it's started true. On that. Yeah. It is true. Yes. Oh yeah. The, the Mormon if you tale. Read the, yeah, if you read the Book of Mormon, because I have, have a Book of Mormon of, in my room. Do you? Yeah, because uh, I, I have one too. There have been over 3,000 changes to that Book of Mormon since he originally wrote it. And I do say wrote it, not translated it. And one of the things that they used to have in there is that when people die and are resurrected, that they would become white and delightsome. (laughs) What the fuck? That is crazy. Yeah. And so there's, yeah. I mean, when I say that the church is racist, it is extremely racist. And it's something that is still hard to this day. And these were always issues for me because I'm just like, okay, you know, you look at just where everybody is in the world. I mean, oh, it was just very hard. The whole idea of the racism, the racism, the sexism, the LGBTQ issues, those were always big deals for me. But for years, I just put them up on that shelf just to sit there so I didn't have to worry about them. But then what happens is your shelf just gets so heavy, everything just falls out. and you have to deal with it right you can only yeah, play ball so, you can only play ball for so long oh yeah, yeah that's that's crazy yeah but a church is so and i say the church i hate that term actually the lds church because there's more than one church the lds church is so good at keeping their people busy because you have church on sunday everybody has a calling you don't get paid for that calling it's all volunteer and so you have even more work that you have to do there And then you're supposed to have family home evening every single Monday night. You're supposed to attend the temple once a month. You're supposed to do all of this indexing and service for people. You're supposed to clean the church once a month. I mean, there's all of these things that they make you do to keep you busy. So you don't have time to go and discover all the lies that it is based on. And so when COVID happened, uh, you know, we all were sent home. We couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't go back to church. And so all of a sudden we're told to do church from home and all we have all of this time. And at this point, my husband's out. Okay. So March of 2020, my, my husband's done. He's like, yay, COVID. I don't ever have to go back. I'm never stepping foot. Oh, so this is like fairly recently, again. huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Hey, I did not know this is this recent. Well, well, like if you, 
if I look back, I mean, I've had issues for years, but like I said, you put them on your shelf and you just deal with it because you want that eternal life with your family. You know, you want to die and be able to go into the celestial kingdom, which is the highest degree of glory in the Mormon church and be with your family forever. And so they put so much fear into you that if you leave, what would you do? Where would you go? What would you do? And so once COVID came, you know, everybody's home. And ever since then, there's been this huge flood of people leaving. And so for me, my husband would start saying things and dropping things here and there. And I got to the point where I was like, yeah, I just don't believe this anymore. But it was also the whole, I've been in this for so long. How do I tell my parents? How do I accept that I've been duped? Because you feel stupid. Okay. You feel very, very stupid that you've been lied to and you've believed it when you feel like you are an intelligent person, if you will. You know, I always thought I was a pretty intelligent person up to this point. And so I didn't want to accept it, but then I had to fly to Texas. I work in Dallas over Thanksgiving. And so I flew down to Dallas to work and I flew home and I got COVID on the plane. And so, yeah. So I ended up getting, I had to quarantine myself for my family for 10 days. Thankfully we have a basement. I can go downstairs fully. You know, I've got a kitchen down there, even bathroom. So I'm good. I shut the door. I lived down there for 10 days. And that was when I finally decided to face all my shelf items and to do some research and some reading. And it only took me 10 minutes to go, Oh yeah, this is all bullshit. So, wow. So that was really, December. That was the beginning of December of 2020. Wow. And then in, yeah. And I still had, like I said, we all have callings and I still had a calling where I worked with the youth, the 12 to 18 year old girls. I was the secretary for all of the 12 to 18 year old girls in the young women's presidency. And I worked with all of my friends who were like the young women's president and the first and second counselors. And I love, I've, I've worked with the young women multiple times. I've been young women's president counselors. I've worked with them for years. I've taken these girls to girls camp. I've been in charge of girls camp in the summer. So I loved working with the girls. And so in January, I was still kind of in, I was still attending, working on my calling, going to church when I could trying to make it work. Cause I was like, maybe I can make this work while my parents are still alive. So I don't break their hearts and tell them I've left. But then I just hit a day where I hit like the lowest low that you could possibly hit. You know, you always hear you hit the rock bottom right. and I happened upon a TikTok, and it was, um, somebody who ex Mormon TikTok is amazing right now. It's really <laughs> crushing it. You guys should get on and there, just there's a talk Google for everything. Oh yeah. There's oh, a talk gosh. for everything. Yeah. And it's, they are excommunicating people left and right right now over it. But I saw a TikTok from somebody on there and there was this conference talk. They do conference every April and October. And there was this conference talk from several years ago from, and Russell and Ballard gave this talk and he says, where will you go? What will you do? And again, back to the shaming and the fear mongering and the manipulation that if you ever left the church, you can't do anything. And this guy, John, by the way, sucks is his TikTok. This guy, he went and took that quote from that conference talk where will you go? What will you do? And he turned it into this whole montage of all this travel and all of these amazing things just of the world that's out there. And he played it to the song of I'm coming home. And it just was like this 
freeing moment for me where I knew that I could be released, that I could be happy, that I could do it. And the next day I called my friend and said, I need to come talk to you. I took all of my, you know, we're assigned underwear that we have to wear by the church. I took all of that underwear and I threw it away in the garbage, never have worn it again. And I have felt freer and happier than I ever have in my life since then. So Jesus, that's so crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad you got out of that crazy shit. That is insane. <laughs> yeah. It is. Jesus. It is. And it's been quite a journey since because then we have to go through the whole thing of like, how do we tell our family? Well, you're still they in the process? They have been told now. Okay. Like my husband told his family and that didn't go too well. It went okay except for his parents, which is to be expected because they have been taught that if a child ever leaves, that it's their fault. So his dad has taken all the blame that his son has left. And it's very hard for him. He feels all the shame because mm. he, my husband has one sister who had already left right before we got married. So she's been out of the church for like 24 years already. And she was the only one up until now on my side of the family. I'm the only one out and I can't imagine any of my other family ever leaving. Like I have a brother who is a fake president, which is kind of a high calling in the church he was a bishop um yeah it's just not going to happen but i had to end up telling them because i had i had created a tiktok and in five days i had like over 500 followers and i had been making different things and a friend again more air quotes a friend of mine found my tiktok and tattled on me to our bishop and our stake president these are our local leaders over us Nice. And my bishop came over to my house and basically told me to stop. Otherwise, he would excommunicate me. And so at that time, that was a big deal because I hadn't told my parents. So now if I kept doing these TikToks, then I would have to not only tell my parents I was leaving the church, but that I'd also been ex excommunicated, mm. which some people are like, well, who cares? And I'm like, well, it's a big freaking deal. What's it's a big freaking deal. Oh, they take away all of your privileges as a member of the church. So they just they you take away or your membership. Your whole family. They would just excommunicate me. Okay. Because I was the one making the TikToks. Okay. So not my husband, not my kids, just me. So they would what they would do, and they've been doing this a lot to people on TikTok right now. It's been insane. They send you a letter and say that you are up for excommunication and that you have X amount of days to come up with your if you want to have witnesses. And you will be given an hour to speak and you go to the church and there will be about 12 men there, only men, okay, Sweet. who you then have to give your whole spiel to as to why you should or should not be excommunicated, you know, and yeah. That sounds like, so sci it's this it sounds whole like uh, Scientology with their auditing. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's so weird. Like. I never been or I never heard of a process like this. Them sending you a letter like, "Hey, you're gonna get kicked out." It's like, wait, what? You got a chance to plead your case, right? Like, yeah, that's that's yeah, man. yeah, yeah. And part of yeah, it's and if that were to happen now, now that my parents know, I'd be like, "Well, screw you, yeah, go ahead. What do I care? Actually, just take my resignation. You know, you don't have power over me." But since I hadn't told my parents yet. I went ahead and took my um, TikToks down so I could talk to my parents. Well, so you said they still don't know. That's why you said they'd be mortified if they found out about this. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. I mean, they now know that we are done with the church. Oh, okay. 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 And so we've had that conversation, but, um, cause that just happened. The whole Bishop coming over to my house, that just happened in May. Oh, he still so that came very long ago. Oh, wow. Well, he, yeah. So, so question, do yeah. you, couple, couple things. Do you, for yeah. one, do you, if possible, would you like your family to leave the church as well? Absolutely. If I could get everybody out, I would get them out. Okay. So second Absolutely. question, to follow that up, do you feel like it's like, do you were like, like, were you, do you feel brainwashed? Is that why you say like, you feel like guilt and shame and stuff like that? Like, is it almost like a brainwashing type of thing? Absolutely. 100%. So, it is a, it is a cult. 100% a cult. That's what I was about to ask. Well, I didn't want to be rude. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. And you can't ask that because like to an active member, because I had a coworker tell me when I was working in Dallas, I had a coworker tell me you are in a cult. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And he's like, you're being brainwashed. And I'm like, but don't we all brainwash our kids, whether we're Catholic or Baptist, we're just raising them with our beliefs. And so aren't you brainwashing your kid, you know, and this was a good friend of mine, Bobby, who was also gay, you know? And so I was raised to believe, to love the sinner, but not the sin. You know, and that never resonated with me again because I'm like, these are amazing people, and you're telling me that they're sinners? No. Anyways, that's a whole other story. But, right. but wow. yes, yes to the brainwashing. It is a huge process to break down all the indoctrination, and it is a horribly painful process that nobody who has never gone through it, like active members, they think we leave to sin or because we're lazy and Anybody who knew me in Dallas who is now finding out that I've left the church are blown away because they knew how active and how much I did, how strong my testimony right. I was, I had. So, but it's just, once you know, once you know, you can't unlearn it. Right. That's, so. it yeah. Because I mean, you have to, you, if you think about it, she's basically restarting her entire life after like you're starting, like just like your second life really. Yeah. As like yeah. as a free person and seeing it through a different lens. Yes. Yeah. And there's so much anger that comes with it because, oh, you know, yeah. I left when I finally, I was around, I was on 41 now. So I can say I left when I was 41, um, last November. So I decorate people's homes in Texas for Christmas. And I've been doing that since like 2001. That's cool. And I have a good friend that lives there and I was staying with her and I was telling her how I was done at the church. She's non-denominational and she is so excited for me. But she was asking me about like God and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if there's a God. You know, I'm like, right now I'm atheist, maybe agnostic. I don't know. And that like broke her heart. She's like, no, you have to believe that there's a God. And I'm like, no, I don't. I'm like, you have to understand just like what you guys said. It's like, I'm starting over everything that I believed, everything I've been taught for 41 years just fell apart. Right. And I am starting from scratch and I am trying to decide who I am now, as you how are. I'm going to raise my kids. You know, and it, it'll come and I'm like, and it's okay. You know, this is a process and it's okay that I am going through this. This is a good thing. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, you know, like people who don't practice or do practice whatever religions they are, you know, they have to have some time to understand who they are first and then eventually kind of like put in the religion or their yeah. practices within. Yeah. it It's like, I, I get what you're saying. It's like when people build their lives around one thing like say you know like religion or or you know maybe like a job or something like that but whenever that falls apart they lose their identity, their identity right yeah. yeah it's complete yeah. identity crisis now yeah. yeah well and that's exactly what my husband said because he's like i always identified myself as a white 
Mormon. He's like, it wasn't American. It wasn't, you know, he always identified, or male, not white, I'm sorry, a male who was Mormon. So he identified with his gender first and then with his religion. And so that is such a huge part of our identity. Like I had a lot of friends who, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm Catholic. I go to church like a, like once every five years or something. And that blew me away because I'm like, huh, you know, you have to go every week, you know, and that means you're not a good person if you're not going every week. You know, if I, when I tell you that the judgment in Mormonism is huge, the judgment in Mormon, Mormonism is huge. We are, we're really good at shaming and judging other people. So. Wow. I did not know that because yeah. over here in Texas, some of the Mormons that I've seen have met, they're pretty nice when it comes to helping out, but I've never oh, yeah. been able to like have a deep conversation with them to kind of just cut it off from there and kind of give, give me a pamphlet. And I was like, okay. Well, and me saying that makes it sound like they're terrible people. Cause I will say I don't have any problem with anybody in my ward. You know, my bishop kind of annoyed me and the friend that tattled on me, I'm, that took a little while to get over, but I'm over it now. You know, I'm like, there's too much in life to be worried about that kind of stuff. But right. the other reason people will be like, well, they left because somebody offended them. No, I didn't leave because I got offended. I left because I found out it's all lies. And so I told, like I told my bishop when he came over to talk to me, I'm like, I love the Mormon people. I think they're amazing. I think they are trying their hardest to be good people and to live this unattainable perfection that we put out there, you know, because we're supposed to live these perfect lives to get to this celestial kingdom. And it's, you just can't. And so that's where some of that judgment comes in and they're not doing it because they're bad people. It's just because that's how we are taught. Like if you listen to conference talks that the high leaders give and all of these things, they are teaching you how to manipulate and shame people without you realizing it. You don't realize you're taking in these techniques. And so I really feel like the Mormon people are amazing and they're loving and they're kind and they're service oriented. The leaders have a lot to answer for. So I see. Mm. Do you, do you still find yourself having like certain habits, like doing certain things that you you're trying to break away from? Yes. I would have to like, so we have, um, specific underwear if you get married in the temple, you then get to put on these wonderful garments. There's a top and bottom for them. And for both men and women, the bottoms go all the way down to your knees and then it covers your shoulders. And so I was never allowed to wear, once I went through the temple at 18, I was never allowed to wear like short shorts or tank tops. And so that has been something very hard because I live in Utah and I'm surrounded, like almost everybody around me is Mormon. You know, more and more people are leaving, thankfully. But for me to go outside in short shorts or a tank top has been very difficult because that's just me announcing to everybody I've left the church. Because not everybody knows. With COVID, not everybody's going back to church. So not everybody in my neighborhood or in my what we call ward, you're assigned air wards to go to. You don't just get to pick which church you go to. You're assigned. Not everybody in my specific ward even knows my husband and I have left. Oh, wow. And so some of them do, but I haven't made like some big public announcement. You know, the people who know are because the bishop told them. Right. Like I've told, I think maybe three people now, but our bishop has told a lot more. I'm finding out. So, but yeah, there's little things like that. And um, like going into a liquor store, 
you know, there's so much, that was the biggest thing for me to break down because you can't drink alcohol. Have you started drinking alcohol? I did. This is my first public announcement of that, by the way. Oh, yeah. You did. I did. (laughs) We, (laughs) we went, my husband and I actually booked a trip to Mexico Oh, and hey. it was perfect oh, about timing. To, about to go get ripped out there. <laughs> no, we already, we already did. We already went. So that happened in May. We went to Mexico, and that's where I had my first drink. I had a pina colada. Hey. And that was That was lovely. a good drink. Yeah, it is. And then a girlfriend and I, we went to Hawaii at the end of May. And so we had a great time. Oh, wow. She, she left the church like seven or eight years ago. And so she's blown away, shocked, and excited that I've now left, too. So how does life looks look like to you in the sense of like it's it's it sounds like life has opened up to you. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I don't know how to describe it cuz I mean, how can it be more colorful? But it seems like it's more colorful. Right. You so, know, there's just right. like like you said she's seeing it through a completely different lens now. Right. So like a freedom lens. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and I can you know, like we put out a pride flag like two years ago and people really struggled with that that we had a pride flag out no one in my family right now is gay but i mean it's gonna happen you know and maybe my kids are all young maybe one day they'll grow up and be gay but on the other hand of it too i've got friends who their kids are and they haven't come out yet because their parents are going to lose it on them because you can't be gay and be mormon and so we've had our pride flag out for a while because we want people to know that we're allies and we're here to support them. And that's a big deal here in Utah. And so we've had family members ask us to take it down. Like we had it all, we had it up for the entire month of June and I posted on my Facebook page, you know, about it. And we've had family members ask us to take it down because they're afraid of how neighbors will feel about our kids. And I'm like, if our neighbors don't like our kids because we have this up there, then those aren't neighbors that we want to be friends with anyways. Right. Exactly. You know? And so it's, it's been interesting because we're, we feel more free to express ourselves in ways that we felt tied down to when we believed in the indoctrination, because these were things we always struggled with that the church wouldn't allow. And now we see why it's just because they are racist and misogynist and yeah. So question, when, let's say the, I don't know what what they're called, the guys who run around with the pamphlets or whatever, what, okay, so like I said before, anytime I had to have a, try to have a conversation with an active Mormon, they never gave me specific answers or details on anything that I asked. How in the hell are they bringing people into the church? Like, like new people who aren't born into it. Like what, what, yeah. are, what is, are, are they just catching people at like vulnerable, like Boy, moments or yeah. Yeah, like. Like someone who needs, like, who has zero guidance and they're looking for any any kind of guidance. Is, is that how they pull them yes. out? Well, so you have all the missionaries that go out all over the world. And they were really big on, like, knocking on doors. Members of the church are told that every member is a missionary. So the missionaries will contact us and be like, We need your help. Is there anybody that you know? You know, and then you are supposed to give names to them of people that they can go and contact. But, I mean, they've got they've got it down. They've got their pamphlets. You know, my husband served a mission. He'd be better to, he'd be able to tell you exactly the lessons. I think there's six lessons that they go through. And I think in like the second or third lesson, they're asking you if you would be willing to be baptized. So they're asking you right away, but they're teaching you about Joseph Smith and how um, God came down and is speaking to modern day prophets. And they're teaching you about the plan of salvation. And you got to understand if you've got people who um, have lost a child or a loved one, 
this idea of the plan of salvation that you can see them again in the next life that you can be together again in the next life. That is such a comfort. That is something like, that is why I believe my mom still believes, you know, like why she does why she would never want to not believe because she knows that she'll see her or she believes that she'll see her family after she dies. So I had a question. So you're making it sound like even if let's say like I'm not a Mormon and they're trying to convert me as a Mormon and they say my family will be in heaven with with God. Does that mean my family can't or my family doesn't need to convert because they're already going to be up there with them because of the fruits okay. of that I've done? You're getting into deep doctrine. You ready for this? Sure. So because let's think about all the billions of people, the billions of people that are on the earth and right. what, like one one percent or I think it might even be a half a percent are Mormon. Okay. When you die, Mormons believe that there is the spirit world that everybody will go to. And so in the spirit world, you're going to have all of these believing members there who are also dead, of course, that are teaching you all of the doctrines about Mormonism. And in the spirit world, you are then given the opportunity to either accept or deny this gospel of Christ. And then what's happening in the temples, you know, all these lovely temples that you see, there's one in Houston. Um, they are doing baptisms for the dead. Have you heard of those? No. Yeah. No, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So after somebody dies, you have to wait a year. After somebody dies and they've been dead for a year, they can then be baptized for the dead. And so then in the spirit world, they can then accept whether or not they want that baptism. You see the crazy shit here? Yeah. They can accept if they want that baptism. And then they do what is called an endowment ceremony after that in the temple. And there's a washing and anointing, and then there's an endowment, and then there is the sealing that they will do. So it's kind of a four-step process. You've got the baptism, the washing and anointing, the endowment, and the sealing. Yeah, four steps. And so then in the spirit world, that person then is given the opportunity to accept if they want to believe in the gospel. And so that's why all of these Mormons are going and doing genealogy. Genealogy is huge in Mormonism because they are finding all their ancestors so they can take all their names to the temple to baptize them and do their endowments for them so that they can all be sealed together as a family in the afterlife. So Bruh, I'd be pissed if I like got to where yes. I'd be pissed if I ever got to wherever, wherever the fuck I'm going. Let's face it at this point, probably hell. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But if that's what heaven looks like, trust me, you want to go to hell. <laughs> but God like damn. i'd be pissed if i got there and they're like you know just say they're just for for shits and giggles you know we're up there with everybody and they're like so what was your religion and i'm like oh baptist and like your fucking placard says uh morbid i'd be like the fuck <laughs> well, someone baptized so you. Don't you want that? Come on, you motherfucker! <laughs> I swear, if the three of you, if I die and the three of you get me baptized in the Mormon, oh, church, I don't know, man. She she's working on me. I'm converting tonight. <laughs> if you're good. You're going with me. <laughs> I can have the missionaries there by eight a.m. All right, we gotta go. Thanks, Hillary. <laughs> I do have a quick question, though. Or I'll let right, I'll let well, you go first. Well, yeah. Uh, it's the whole genealogy thing. I'm afraid to do my genealogy. So <laughs> why is that? Because you know, yeah, why? Because he's cause, German. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> AKA little hitty. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my mom's actually from Germany. 
So I'm, yeah. I'd be kind of scared to do some genealogy. Yeah, I, I don't want to do that shit either. <laughs> Bro, if you convert Hitler to Mormon, <laughs> I swear oh, to God. No, no, no. Hitler's been baptized like five times. Oh, no fucking did, way. Let me guess, that yeah. shit didn't take. So okay. has Anne Frank. Oh yeah, that's it's gotta a, be that's gotta be a that's gotta be a battle up in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, the church got raked through the coals for that one. I am at, my maternal grandma is actually from Germany, so I totally get it. And we've done our genealogy, and I'm in the clear. I'm not related to Hitler, but I get it. You one know, because sometimes you don't want to find it out. But that yeah. is that is <laughs> that is <laughs> that's, that's crazy, dude. Oh, they've they've baptized Stalin. They've what the bapt- fuck? They've baptized everybody. Everybody needs a possibility for repentance and for everlasting glory. Can you imagine that? I am not going to be able to get in because I had a cup of coffee. But they've baptized Hitler. Right. It's just so, like, please don't tell all- me they did bin Laden. Maybe. They probably did. Huh. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know because after they baptized Anne Frank, there was like a huge uproar that they were taking away people. Like you said, you were Baptist and now you find out in heaven. Now you're Mormon. They're taking away people's identities. Mormons truly believe that what they're doing is right. They believe it deep down. I mean, this is two years ago. I would have been like, Oh yeah. And Frank, now she can be Mormon. She can have, okay. We can get even crazier. One of the biggest things that we just found out the last week, ex Mormons know more about Mormonism than active members, by the way, because we do so much research. We were taught all growing up that we could become gods and goddesses and that we would one day have planets of our own that we would then populate like this earth. What? So the, yeah, the end goal was that we would all have our own planets. And now we're finding out that the church has taken away our planet. Like (laughs) that was what we were all taught. And now when you get on the church website on the gospel topic essays, they're like, oh no, you don't get that anymore. So yeah, that just goes it's to show you how how bullshit it is that how often that yes. has changed for real. Come Jesus. on, dude. Yes, that sounds well, like I a mean, damn but... Avengers script. <laughs> <laughs> you own a planet. Here's your planet. Oh, no, it's Pluto. There you go. coming through and taking all this shit. Baptizing Anne Frank and all these people because they want them to have this possibility of having their own freaking planet, dude. Oh, like I might as well like just die and then wait until a mormon like saves me because i mean like yeah i'd rather not practice mormonism than just wait to die you know what i'm saying <laughs> he gave himself yes, a, that's a shitty loophole right? <laughs> yes but i mean i have thought it's about like that for loophole. decades like why am i doing this if somebody's just gonna let me baptize Back in. me after life anyways right <sighs> like if we get our membership records so i only have my oldest my oldest is 14 my two younger kids are in idaho and um we were talking to him on the way back from Park City. We went up and did like the alpine slides and all of the fun things up there today at the Olympic Park that they've got up there. And on the way home, he doesn't really like to talk about it anymore. But I'm like, look, have you, we were able to have a conversation. I'm like, would you be interested in having your records removed, your names removed from the records of the church? We had to explain what that was. But I'm like, yeah, dang it. One day they might baptize me again after I die. You know, I'm going to go through all the effort to get my names off, and then they're just going to rebaptize me anyway. Right. It's uh, so. It's just. It's just like, what's the point of like practicing if I'm just going to already be saved? Yeah. When I'm dead. Yeah. That that is See, a that is a real weird fun fact. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and this is now seeing it from the other side. It has been so amazing to see it how like non-members or people who have 
know nothing about the church, how they would see it when they learned this stuff. You're like, you guys are freaking idiots. Like I, I got well, nothing. To, I got no beef with anyone's religion or anything. Yeah. Like that. If you like it, I love it. Cool. As long as you're not an asshole. But that's fucking yeah. loony. <laughs> that is loony. That's intense. Yeah. yeah. It's like, don't shove it in my face and I won't shove it in yours. Exactly. You know, I, like, I got no yeah, beef with right. any, anything like that. As long as you're not an asshole, you're cool in my book. But that yeah, is some I've crazy had people, shit. Yeah, my husband posted something that was kind of negative against the church a couple of months ago. And, oh, the phone calls that started coming through. But we're like, but you guys can post all sorts of racist and sexist and homophobic things that you want. And we're not allowed to comment or we're not allowed to post anything. Like, they just don't see the correlation. And so, so yeah. do, 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 do you ever plan on leaving Utah or is that, uh, is that where home is? Um, so I actually, when we moved here seven years ago, I really didn't want to move back. But now that we're here, we talk about this a lot. We really were wondering if we were going to have to move after we left the church, because it is a very, very hard thing, you know, because when someone leaves Mormonism, you hear all the time, people can leave, but they can't leave it alone. Oh, do you want to talk about how many times the missionaries have been contacting me Wow! and all of the outreach things? I mean, they have a hard time leaving us alone too, because they are trying to save us. There's another talk about don't leave the boat. You know, they consider the church the boat. Don't leave the boat. And if you do, we will come, we will find you. We will pull you back in. We're like, no, leave us the fuck alone. We're good. <laughs> Let no, us freeze. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sound, yeah. They sound like 4chan. Yeah. But the other thing about leaving Utah we're like, okay, where else are you going to find people who have experienced exactly what you've experienced and live next door? Like my next door neighbor, they are the most amazing people. And they went through this five years ago and they know exactly how we feel. My son's best friend's parents went through this. You oh, know, wow. we have yeah. other friends that are leaving. So it's like, you can relate. there is a huge support here. Right. Also with all of the members here who, for the most part, the friends of mine, I think there's only been one friend that has struggled, but the friends that I have told have been very supportive, very kind, and they have not been mean to me. I mean, when I say that Mormon people, they really are great and they, I really don't have any problem with any of the people. So are there any like, like legitimate, like support groups, like they like where people gather together and they kind of discuss, like, you know, their tell their stories, get, get it off their chest or whatever, or is it kind of just yes, all know? the time? Okay. Yes. My husband went to one, um, before COVID hit, his boss actually left Mormonism. I don't know how long ago. And he didn't even know that. He never knew that his boss had ever been Mormon. Mormon. And so he um, invited him to the support group. And at this point, my husband was really struggling with all the anger from being indoctrinated. There's so much shame. He was projecting a lot of that on me. He's a great guy. This sounds like he's a terrible guy. But I was just there. And there's no one to talk to. You need support. And um, he went to the support group. And this is when I'm still kind of like 75% in, you know, I'm on my way out, but I'm still trying to make it work. And everybody there could not believe that we were still married and that I was still active and he wasn't. And at that point, it was a turning point for him to realize, you know, okay, we're going to make this work, him and I. And there's other people out there that have gone through this exact same thing. He's not alone. And there are, there's like where I live, there's one for our city. I've never gone to it. I actually discovered that today. If you get on Reddit, they have meetups all the time and yeah, you can find people. So. That's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I have a question. Yeah. So I've seen, I work at a university, I'm not going to say their names, um, in College Station. And so the 
every semester I see the uh, the Mormons out there with their like whiteboard and whatnot, and like they'll either hand the kids like sticky notes or whatnot, and they'll and they'll ask them like, "What do you think heaven is?" And some kids will be like, "Eat a dick or write a you know draw a giant wiener on it and slap it on there." <laughs> nice, but um. Like, I've seen kids, like, literally to their face, like, disprove their whole, like, religion. And they're just like, okay, have a nice day. And they just keep walking by. Mm -hmm. Like, they just let the kid go Mm -hmm. off. And then, like, to the next kid, like, hey, have you thought about church? Uh, Would you like to sit and talk about Jesus Christ? And I'm like, how do they have that much, like, like, is there volume in their water that they have with them? Or, like, what's going on with that? I know. It's that deep down indoctrination. I mean, it's, it is amazing how much that goes in. Like right now I told you that they have seminary and that's for ninth through 12th graders. They're now doing a pilot program in Phoenix where they're now starting at eighth grade. They're trying to indoctrinate them even younger to get that extra hour of church every single day. So you are taught, do not look at anything that is not church sanctioned. We, there was a talk and conference where we were told to doubt our doubts, meaning if you ever question that the church is not right or that the prophet is not a true living prophet of God, doubt that and just believe it. That's you know? some super oh, cult shit right if, there. For real. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything is you're not you were told never to look outside of the church, you know, never to believe anything that anybody says against the church is anti-Mormon. And so basically any active member, like when you guys talk about when you try to talk to them, they shut off their brain. If, if people are saying these things to them, they shut off their brain. You're also taught when you go on a mission, never argue with somebody because you will never be able to win if somebody's trying to argue with you and you just move on. Hmm. And so, and yeah, and there is a document out there right now, which is really great. It's called um, the CES letter, CES for continuing education system. And it breaks down all the problems with Mormonism every single and it only it should only take 10 minutes of reading that for anybody to realize that it is all bullshit so wait i have a i have a question um do y'all have the internet while we are (laughs) i'm sorry it's just that it just yeah no i know i know but you can't you're not supposed to look at anything that's not on lds.org. Well, I guess they changed the website now to Church of Jesus Christ. Something they changed it. It used to be lds.org. So they you even limit look at y'all anything else. To well, I mean, of up. course we can look, but they put so much fear of the whole idea of if it's not here, it's all lies. Right. And so it's that deep indoctrination of if you don't find it here, it's all lies. And so for me, like I have researched. This is why I'm like. Ex-Mormons know more about the LDS website than Mormons do because we spend so much time researching that website because we're told that's all we can look at with to find the truth. You know, that's the only place that's going to have the truth about the church. And you can find all the problems there. If people go and read the gospel topic essays, they will find all the problems. Hmm. And then you start going, okay, I'm going to read all of these other things. And you realize it's not anti-Mormon. It's history. These are factual themes. This is history, you know, and the whole church can be disproven. There's so many facts against it. Wow. Damn. That's interesting. Like, it just blows my mind because, like, you know, like, you hear, well, we're hearing you speak of it, and it's just like, you know, like, it's just so hard to just kind of, like, think about, like, oh, hey, like, maybe I should kind of look it up. Yeah, someone said this is fake. Really, I should look into this. Right. They, they, like, they're just like, nah. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a super curious person. I, I love to, like, learn about 
pretty much anything and everything that I can. And so it just blows my mind that I can't look it up and just be like, oh, well, so they, they what, can. What is this? Oh, yeah, but, but, but I mean, they like, choose not to. But the fear to like not look it up, it just, Bro, I don't know. It just, I feel bad for a Mormon but... kid that stumbles on like 4chan. <laughs> or like fucking anonymous dude reddit reddit dude the fucking dark web Ooh. yeah well and the thing about like our reddit is the ex-mormon reddit there's actually a lot of missionaries on there that are like i want to come home how do i come home i don't want to be here anymore i'm only going because my parents made me there's so many missionaries that are out there right now that don't want to be there but they're being forced to go like there if you there are people who are terrible people who kick their kids out if they leave Mormonism. Like if they're a teenager, they kick them out of the house. Wow. Um, if wow. they come out as gay. So we've got some really good friends that live by us, a, actually a coworker and a college room and my husband who um, they've housed several kids who were kicked out of their homes because they came out as gay. Oh, wow. Jeez. And so, I mean, there's a lot of shaming. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of manipulation. There's a lot of reasons why people don't ever leave the church, even if they realize that it's not true. You know, so I've got several friends actually who are actually still in because of the toxic relationship they have with their parents. Mm. And they're basically waiting for their parents to die so that they can leave so they don't have to put up with how toxic it would be. Right. They're trapped. You know, yeah. And I'm very lucky that my parents, it was very hard for them. And we have not talked about it. My mom and I talked about it once after I initially told her in May. And we've never talked about it again. My dad has never brought it up again. You know, and they've told me they love me and they accept me. And my mom said that she got confirmation that everything would be okay. I am very, very lucky to have my parents because that 90% of the time does not happen. It is a continual bombardment of you are sinning. You are falling into Satan's trap. It's just, you've got to come back. There's so much shame and manipulation that happens to people who leave the church and it's done out of love, like they believe your parents, your family, your friends, they believe it's done out of love because they are honestly afraid for your eternal salvation. Right. But they're not understanding how much damage, emotional and mental damage that they are doing to their loved ones. Hmm. So have you ever had this conversation with them, like of like trying to get them out in a sense? I think this is um, a little too late. I mean you never yeah, know. Yeah, like I'm trying to drop little things here and there. Like after I told my parents, that was a very emotional conversation because I adore my parents. My mom's my best friend. And so the last thing you want to do is hurt them, you know? Right. No, I get and it. Um, she said, just don't say anything bad about the leaders. And I'm like, oh, fuck <laughs> the leaders, you know, because they're the problem. <laughs> and so that was hard for me, but I had tried to tell her numerous times before and there's this term called gaslighting. Have you guys heard that term before? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was a new one for me. And so that's kind of what happens when you try to point out a problem, you immediately get gaslit by people. And for me, and I did this too, as an active member, you have to be ready to hear that it's a lie to accept it. And some people just never will get there. And I know I have at least I have two brothers and a sister and I know one brother for sure will never get there. And my sister, I'm like 90% sure will never get there. You know, and my mom, I think at this point in her life will need to just believe it because I think she would have too much guilt and anxiety if she believed, if she realized that it was all a lie. So I think for her mental state, she just needs to continue believing it. Mm. Even though she'll believe that her and I will never be together. 
but yeah, if I could get everybody out, I would, because I think everybody would be happier. There'd be less anxiety, less depression. If you look at Utah for the longest time, I don't know if it still is, though I don't want to quote something that's wrong, but for the longest time, Utah had more people on depression and anxiety meds than anywhere else in the nation per capita. Damn. Yet we're supposed to be the happiest people. Right. So. Wow. That is nuts, man. Yeah. Jesus. Crazy. Oh, shit. I guess I'm just glad you're out of there. That sounds, right. oh, that sounds yeah. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I'm out too. You know, it's just, and it's funny because a lot of people will be like, oh, you're not going anymore. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, why are you sorry? This is the best thing in the world. We're happy. This is good. You know, and we went to Lake Tahoe two weekends ago. Yeah. Two weekends ago for the 4th of July, I guess with my husband's sister and her husband, he was never a member. Um, and they just got married a year ago. They're, I think they're, she's 10 years older than me, but they've been together for like seven years and they just got married a year ago and we went to Tahoe together and it was just so fun to experience that with another couple who was not a member. And like, we went on this boat tour out on Tahoe And they were serving like wine and beer. And the guy comes up to me first and he's like, well, what can I get you to drink? And I just looked at him. I'm like, so I have no idea. Sweet tea. Anything brewed. Yeah, anything brewed. Bring it on. But no, I told him, I said, I just escaped a cult. So what do you think I should drink? You know, you need a bottle of Jack, sister. (laughs) Yeah, mine. Mama comes well, back I with a bottle of Jack, a cigarette, one. and a line of Coke. Here you go. <laughs> I've got my, what's Porter's Fire? Is that, oh, that's whiskey. I got whiskey here. I got my rum. It's all sitting next to me on my alcohol. Okay, you got it, you got it on deck. <laughs> yeah, I got it right here. We have to, well, one day we'll get a bridge that locks, but I do have kids, so I have to keep it close. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I so. do have another question. What are your favorite I, firsts after the, you know, you, after leaving yeah, Mormonism. Oh, absolutely. That sweet tea. I think that if you were to talk to anybody, anybody that leaves the church, I would say probably one of their favorite things that they do is throw away that underwear. Like net, like being able to have the ability to choose your own underwear. I mean, think about that for a second. I wasn't able to change, choose my own underwear for 21 wait, 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 years. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Hold up. I may have missed this when I went to go help my wife with the kids, but they have sacred underwear that they assign when they when they get married to the temple. But let, let Hillary go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, no, is that what your question was? Yeah, you, would you wear the same one every day, or do you guys have like <laughs> different ones for different days of the week? Turn them inside out. No, they yeah. What is that movie? Inside out, front and back, and inside exactly, out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. No, they you go and buy whatever. You know, I probably had like twelve pair of them, but. Yeah, I mean, it's the underwear where it's, like, it's a top. It's like the men have a t-shirt and, you know, like, boxer shorts, but the boxer shorts go to your knees. And then the women have, you know, it goes down to your knees. And they're out of a bunch of different materials and stuff. But, I mean, just to go wear, a, not to have to wear a top, you know, like a garment, like an underwear top. Right. You know, and have that layer. Like, I lived in Dallas for 14 years where it is humid. Yes. And I had these layers on underneath and I couldn't wear short shorts or tank tops. Ooh. I mean, I think that that is a lot of people's favorite thing when they leave the church is to get rid of the garments. So the Swamp Johnny was real. Yeah. You you were yeah. you were sweaty down there. <laughs> That's, oh, yeah. That is crazy. 
Yeah. I mean, my, my mind has been blown. I don't even think like, this whole shit. I, what other first? Because I'm just excited just to hear some of these. <laughs> um, I've got a whole crap ton of medical conditions that started up a few years ago. And my doctor has been trying to get me to get on medical marijuana. And I finally did. Look yeah. at you, so, you little oh, devil, you. Holy, I was just about to ask if you ever smoked weed. <laughs> holy yeah, shit. so... I really only do the gummies. I will hey, admit I it's gummies. not yeah, it's not my favorite feeling. I prefer alcohol, but to be able to break that down and to be able to have my pain gone, you know, that's huge. You know, and that was and it's legal here in Utah for medical marijuana cards, but just that indoctrination again of like that can be a gateway drug and you're gonna turn into a druggie and all this stuff. But that was huge for me to be able to accept. No, this is fine. This is for, this is better than I've got. Oh my gosh. You would not believe how much hydrocodone and stuff that I've got in my pantry because of that. They'll hand that out like candy, you know, but heaven forbid you do marijuana, which is so much better for you, you know, but just, just promise me this next time we do this. I don't want you to call and be like, Hey guys, I got a new hobby. Heroin is my (laughs) shit. No. No, Like I said, y'all I really in Texas don't like ever it. heard of meth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're familiar. Oh my, gosh. oh my gosh, yeah, no, yeah, that's so. That was another one. Just it's nice to have the pain gone, be able to sleep, oh, and, and not feel guilt. You were right about uh, Utah having the highest rank in uh, antidepressants and uh, anxiety medications. Okay, within you the looked la- that up. Yeah, within the last year, they ranked the highest with twenty two point three percent of having the most mental illness in the United States. Wow. Jesus. Yep. Yep. And for me, I've got a child who has um, OCD and anxiety. And that was another big thing for me because I was telling somebody about that. I didn't understand what OCD was. I had the stereotypes of you have to be really clean or they might be turning the knobs at certain times. I didn't understand how deep OCD really went. And it has intrusive thoughts. The intrusive thoughts when you see people doing the hand knob turning it's because something's in their head, not a person. It's not like people are like, that sounds like schizophrenia. And I'm like, no, no, no. But it's because they're being told that they need to do this. Otherwise there's going to be a consequence. And so we went through 15 or 12 weeks of therapy with him, 15 hours a week. It was very intense and it was very amazing. But that was another shelf break item for me of seeing how people treat mental health within the LDS church. So, and they so do not did, did normalize that- it. Yeah, did that stem from from the church, do you think? No, it actually stemmed from a really bad fifth grade teacher for him. Oh, okay. Got you. Yeah, but but he was always very black and white in his thinking, very right and wrong, and that's how I was as too. Um, and so for him, because a lot of people will say that there's so much good in the church, and I'm like, uh, what's good in the church is not unique to the church. You know, what's unique to the church is bad. You know, it is not good. Right. And so if you look outside, if you look at any Christian sect, you know, any religion, they're going to teach you to be good people. They're going to teach you to serve others, be kind. You know, that's what all churches are basically trying to do. And so we realized that the unique things in the church were not good and they could be very harmful for him who is very right and wrong. You know, and that comes from the OCD. And if he sees people are not following, you know, that's very hard for him. Hmm. And so we've been able to break up some of that right and wrong and that black and white for him. And 
I'm so grateful that he is not going to be raised in this church because I think that that could bring on a lot of judgmental and bring on a lot more anxiety. He's ever since we left the church, it's night and day for him. He is such a happier person. That's good. So, yeah, hell yeah. That's real good. Jesus. But yeah, what other questions? What else yeah, do you want me to say, tell you? Easy. Uh, I guess I. I can only really think of one. Um, you talked about uh, like doing all these, uh, um, I guess like community things with the church, and uh-huh. uh, but I guess my question is 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 money. Like, did you ever oh, have? Did you ever have to give them money for stuff? Did you did you uh, spend I've... a lot of? Well, it's mostly just like you know out of pocket stuff. Like, did you have to give the church money or pay a lot of things? For the church. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that is the other thing that people will say, leaving church. See, sometimes I block that out because if I think about it too long, I get really sick. Um, I And I mean, it's nothing to do. No, but it's a very good thing to talk about because I, I think that this, I think this goes back to a lot of religions in general. So, but that is the other amazing thing. You no longer have to pay tithing. And so you are required, and people will tell you, no, you're not required, but you are. You are required in the church to give them 10% of your income. So, yeah. So say, I'm just going to pick an even number. You make $100,000 a year, 10,000 of that is going to the church. First thing you do, you are taught. First thing you do is you pay the church. And they will tell you, you, there are conference talks. You can look it up that tell you, if you are not able to pay your mortgage, if you're not able to feed your family, you pay your tithing. And it will all work out. So even if you don't, yeah, if you don't have enough to support yourselves, that's okay. You still pay us first and it'll all work out. And part of that is they do have things called a bishop's storehouse. They, the church will help you financially. Like if you don't have enough food, you can go to the bishop's storehouse and um, they'll have somebody come over and help make an order. Like you can't just go and shop on your own. Somebody from the church is assigned to come to your home, the Relief Society president. She'll look in your cupboards. She will see how much toilet paper you have, how much food you have, and she will help you fill out an order and determine how much more food you're allowed to get. What so the they, hell? They they look and yeah. see like, okay, they you're, budget you're, for you're you? poor, but not that poor. Did they check your underwear? <laughs> no, you're going to have to find a way to buy that yourself. I'm oh, sorry. Fuck it. I'd just be free balling, a free balling <laughs> Mormon then. Fuck it. <laughs> but if you don't pay your tithing, this is why people say you're, you don't have to pay your tithing. Like, if anybody ever stumbled on this later, that was an active Mormon. They're like, you don't have to pay your tithing. Well, then you don't get to go to the temple, which means you don't get to do the endowments, which means you don't get that highest degree of glory. So, yes, you have to pay. If you're going to be a true believing member, you have you to pay your tithing. Pay. Damn. Yeah. See, th- and so is- something that, hmm. well, something that I read today, because, again, I mean, I know more about Mormonism than probably a lot of my active member family. I read today that back in 1844 the highest, the quorum of the 12 apostles and the prophet, they decided to exempt themselves from tithing. Hmm. And so they don't have to pay tithing, but they're going to require everybody else to pay tithing. And they even went through a time where if you didn't pay tithing, they would even excommunicate you for not paying your tithing. And they also like to tell people like the missionaries will tell you, any member of the church will tell you that we have no paid clergy. Nobody in our church gets paid. Everything is volunteer. Well, except for the prophet. And the apostles and the presiding bishopric and two quorums of the 70. So I'm like, there's almost 200 people that get paid in the church and they don't have to pay tithing. 
Wow. Because they consider their amount of time that they serve the church as their tithing. Forget all the time that I serve the church. You yeah, know, I, was I still say, pay my ten like, percent. Like, yeah, at my church. So I, I'm a I'm a Baptist, and in my church, you know, they're not huge on tithing. Like, if you if you can, you can. If you can't, you can't. That that's mm-hmm. cool. But we also consider like your time too. Like, okay, you've been doing yeah. this, you've been doing that. We're grateful for that, but we're not like like hey. You got to do it because of this, you know? Yeah, absolutely both. Absolutely both. You have to pay your tithing. So, yeah, so if you think about it, like hundreds of thousands of dollars that we've given to the church that we'll never get back. And the thing Mm. about it, too, when we left the church, you know, because we've been, like I said, I'm 41 and I had a job for, I have an Etsy shop now, but I don't make what I used to make when I was working full time. I'm a stay at home mom now. But when, when I told my parents, my dad was really hung up on the fact that it was tithing. You know, he wanted to fix it. He thought it was just tithing. You know, you don't have to pay your tithing if you don't want to. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it is so much deeper than that, dad. And the thing about it too, is Mormons believe that they're the only ones that give any money to anybody. You know, you're saying that as Baptists, you can, if you want, I know. And isn't in Catholicism, don't they pass around a plate and you yeah. can put in mm-hmm. money if you want. Okay. So, I mean, I've seen people so be changing many- that plate too. <laughs> put in yeah, a 20 like, <laughs> put in a 20 take out a 10 but you know and the thing that I really love about it now is you know before my kids would just see us you would put your money in an envelope and hand it to your bishop or you could even pay your tithing online now and so my kids would never even really understand <laughs> what we were doing Can and ever more, since we wait, the LDS got a PayPal that's for <laughs> real that's why oh, yeah. Even have that. yeah. <laughs> they show up with that me. little square <laughs> They will do whatever they can to get your money. Believe me. Damn. So, and they will also, well, I'll tell you this and I'll go back to that. But what we've decided to do now, like we've, we've made 10% back, right? Cause we no longer pay tithing, but we've taken that money and we've decided we still want to do things with it. So if we see somebody like my niece was doing a fundraiser for her school and we're like, Hey, here's some money, probably more than we would have been able to give before. Here's some money for this fundraiser. We're happy to do that. Anytime that we go on a family vacation, we went to, um, Florida last year mm-hmm. with our kids and we took them to a children's homeless shelter and we had taken them to target to go buy out target of clothes and shoes and toiletries and That's toys. Cool. So you're basically and we tithing and it. in a different way. That's how we yeah, see and it. We're, yeah. And we're teaching our children how to serve and how to love and how to appreciate things, you right. know, and they are a part of it. And I'm like, I think that is so much more, that's um, awesome. Important than just seeing a check go to a man. Right. You know? So, but, oh, what was I going to tell you about your other thing? Why well, do I do this? We all have bad memories. We have no idea. Right? <laughs> I got such a bad memory. It's the weed. <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. So, yeah, wait, oh, it's been with like... y'all's tithing, do y'all get to claim it on y'all's taxes or no? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, every year you go to something called tithing settlement. That's usually in November, December. You get with your bishop, the ward clerk has printed out your donations and you all go in as a family and you have to declare whether you are a full or partial or not full tithe payer. Mm. And if you're not a full tithe payer, you can have your temple recommend taken away. You can't go to the temple anymore if you're not paying your tithing. Oh, wow. And that happens a lot. And there's people who haven't been paying their tithing and they have a child, say, who is going to get married and they are going to have a temple wedding. 
and they want to go to it. So they go to their bishop and they'll be like, oh, well, you owe us $20,000 in tithing. So you're going to have to pay us that first and then we'll give you Bruh, a couple recommendations. Jesus. Oh, hell no. Yeah. And that's what we call bishop's roulette because some bishops, they'll be like, that's okay. It looks like you're trying to live the straight and narrow now. Let's get you started off fresh. You know, it really depends on the bishop that you get. And so, Damn. but there's so many people. There's a guy, you guys can look him up on YouTube. His name's New Name Noah. And he got to a point where he was able to fake tithing or temple recommends for people. And people would go to him to get a temple recommend to attend their child's wedding. And he wouldn't charge them anything for it. And he's got a really interesting story about that. But he also, if you look him up on YouTube, he has also recorded some of the temple ceremonies. And so you'd be able to see what it is that they do in temple ceremonies. Wait, so he's an ex-Mormon? Or is he? Yeah. Oh, I might have to get this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's he's a character. His name's Mike Norton. He's a character. So that's crazy. Yeah. You guys would get along great with him. Oh. Well, we got along great with you. This was fun. Yeah, this, this was, was fun, fun dude. <laughs> Fucking educational. Oh yeah. Fun and I was, interesting. I was wondering if um, you guys were like Zeke. What are you doing to us? Why do we want to have him? I was scared. No. I was. I was like, I don't know. Maybe it may. I may be the only one interested because I love this this kind of stuff. But the guys were like, no, nah, yeah. nah, hell no, let's let's do it. So I was like, all right. <laughs> I just yeah, one... and it's fascinating for me too. So I just have one quick question. Since you live in Utah, have you yeah. ever heard of Flora and Ruby Jessup? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Because I remember what is this? I remember hearing this a long time. Oh, I remember seeing the 2020 a long time ago with my mom, and uh, pretty much she helped she helps escape uh, kids escape Mormonism. But they're like the yeah. FL, what the first one you said, FLDS. FL, yeah, the ones that do mm-hmm. the polygamy. And she was yeah. married to her at fourteen. She was married to her stepbrother, who was twenty six. Yeah. Oh. Like in an arranged marriage. Arranged. Arranged. So keeping that bloodline strong. <laughs> so <laughs> she pretty much helped. I remember, and if I remember right from the twenty twenty thing that she did, she was talking about how like she helps kids escape, but like she's not allowed in like certain communities. Otherwise, like, oh, she, like they'll they'll call the cops or they have their own cops that patrol the community. Oh, I know about for, this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do yeah, know about this. Down in Colorado City, she gets shunned, and yeah, she shows up. So, interesting story. The people that we bought our house from, she was actually raised in a polygamous family, and she escapes, and is married to one man, has three beautiful girls, and. There's also somebody that lives down the street from me, and she is actually a descendant from the Jessup line as well, and mm. she escaped. Holy shit. So, and the town that I live in, there are polygamists. So we live kind of far away. We're still in Salt Lake County, but we're, we're far away from Salt Lake. Like, we're the furthest southwest that you can get from Salt Lake before you enter Utah County, which don't move to Utah County. And... um this is where all the polygamists went when they banned polygamy in the LDS church. And I don't know, I want to say like 1890 something, they decided you couldn't be polygamous anymore, but there's still people who wanted to practice polygamy and felt like that was the true gospel. Cause that's what Joseph Smith had started and everything. And so they came to the city that I live in now. And there are tons of compounds here and you can just see them when you go to Costco or Walmart, you can tell who's polygamous and who's not. So with the with the polygamy thing, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but what what they do is they marry one woman, right? Knock her up with a bunch of kids, and then they marry a bunch of or quote unquote marry a bunch of other women, knock them up, but they get like what like 
Medicaid or whatever. Like they Medicaid, get Medicaid food stamps. Yeah, food stamps and stuff like that. And then that's how they, the guy or whatever, that's how they support themselves, right? Yeah, and a lot of the women have jobs. Mm. You know, they have to work and they do a lot of farming. You know, I'm not too terribly familiar with polygamy. I was born down in Kanab, Utah, which is known as Little Hollywood. It's kind of a fun little town, but it was close to Colorado City. So if we ever drove to St. George, Utah, we had to drive through Colorado City, which is where Jessup's were. And Warren Jess was there for a little while, I believe. And um, so that was just the, that was the polygamous city. And it was right on the Arizona, Utah border. And we were always told whether or not this is true. I don't know. We were always told if the cops came, they could cross over to other states because then the other state cops would have to come. But I don't know if that's true, but um, yeah, they would have ways that they could avoid paying taxes. Like, I think there was something like if they didn't finish their house, they wouldn't have to pay the full property tax on it. So there were a lot of homes there that were not finished fully. And yeah, all sorts of things. Yeah, I, I don't know how how realistic this show is. Like when you, like those polygamy shows you see on like TLC or whatever. Like a lot of people will build like houses in those like canyons and shit because they don't have to pay taxes on them because it's not technically a house. Like I, I don't know how real that is, but like it could just yeah. be a TLC thing. But like I've I've yeah. seen that and they're like, yeah, we don't pay anything because it's it's not on a foundation. It's like within a rock, basically. Yeah, they find the ways around it, and then I think that if you have like a farm. I think you get a discount on taxes through that and stuff too. And yeah. So, but there's plenty of compounds right here that are definitely homes. Like one went up for sale the other day and it had like 12 bedrooms and like eight bathrooms and three kitchens. And so, you know, I've got a good friend that lives in Dallas still and I'll send it to her. And I'm like, do you think this is a polygamous house? (laughs) I don't think so. So (laughs) Okay. Now what, which church were you in? Cause you said there's two LDS and then FLDS and then there's, there's others, right? Yeah, there's others. I would have to look up what the other ones were. The original one that Joseph Smith started is, well, it was eventually changed to the name of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay, so... And it was known a lot as Mormons. Okay. So with, so. with, with that church, do do they pay taxes? Are they considered an actual religion? Oh, they're a religion. They don't pay taxes. If they... So a few years ago, there was a leak that came out that they what, they have several different funds one of them was leaked out that they have an enzyme peak fund. You can look that up and it has $124 billion in this fund. Jesus. Damn. Yeah. And that's only one. And over COVID, I think they added, I think they've added 6 billion. might've even just been 6 billion from Tesla, but they've added like 6 billion to that one fund. Wait, did you just say Tesla? Oh yes. They own a crap ton of Tesla, of Facebook, of Apple. Like stock like interesting. Stock. Yep. So what you're yep. saying is they we... made oh, I think it was six billion dollars they made on GameStop. Oh, they got in oh, on that shit. They got into the GameStop. They were on Wall Street bets, ain't that a bitch? So what yeah. you're saying is we need to become some expert level ass hackers and rob yes, the church of Latter day Saints. I don't know, man. I'm just gonna there go ahead. Go. And I'm converting to Mormon tonight. <laughs> this, 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 Why would this, you want to do this? This is where all the money is, Hillary. This is where the money is. Yeah, oh, you know what I'll say? Not actually, not for I, you. They're just going to take yours. Actually, I, I, I can't even do that because my wife is Liberian. So I'm out. <laughs> Be easy. Hear me yeah, out. Yeah, out. <laughs> hear me out. You're, you're, the one, you're the one out of us that's homeless. So hear and me why? out. No, I'm homeless too. <laughs> so, so I infiltrate the church, rise up through the ranks, become a treasurer, become the treasurer, 
and then rob them blind. There, exactly. you go. there you go. I mean, there I think go. give back to the poor. Tell them, tell them your mom blew up, or your great 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 grandma blew off the original founding dude, and then you know. Oh, and, yeah. and, you, and, and there's two positives. One, let's say you do get caught and end up going to jail and all that shit. Either way, when someone dies, you're going to be baptized as a Mormon. Anyway. And two, if it does really go wrong, fucking Hillary did it. <laughs> I've got the end we've, still. We've got my, our, ne- we've got our scapegoat. Still there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we're going to make sure they stay there. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. I don't know. I mean, my bishop is really anxious to excommunicate excommunicate me so if he ever hears this i'm done uh what's his email we're gonna go ahead and send him this (laughs) (laughs) send him this whole podcast (laughs) he's like you're at it again and you even gave them your name that's why whenever i message you i was like do we need to use like an alias or something like what do we because i I don't want you to get in trouble i don't know how i don't know if it's like scientology where they'll like send goons after us and shit right so i was like all right no it's not that bad no, I mean, they at this point, what happens, happens. You know, my parents know I have emotionally gotten over. Like, when he came to me and told me I was headed on a path of excommunication if I didn't stop my TikToks, I was really upset with myself that I let his elitism and his patriarchy still rule me when he has no power over me. But the only reason I let him rule me is because I hadn't told my parents. Mm. And so, but there's that. I had so much anger with myself that I was, letting him get to me and so now i'm just like whatever happens happens i mean he has no power over me you know this is my story not his so yeah insane that's a crazy story for real <laughs> that's a crazy, it was a good story and great story yeah everything i'm just yeah, like, you wow. definitely answered a lot of questions that i yeah, oh yeah me too. for sure was trying to get from an active mormon who was like no nah. <laughs> figure it out or join the church oh yeah which I'm doing tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> join the church. Join the church, and then a month later you'll be like, "Holy shit, I'm out." Oh, I, can't, I can't do my podcast. No. <laughs> I can't no. do shit all the time, bro. I can see you're gonna. I can see you joining the church and then like get immediately kicked out the same day for telling the bishop to eat your ass. Well, first, <laughs> first of all, I'm a Mexican yeah. who looks like an Indian guy with, with a black wife. You think I'm getting in the temple, dog? This shit ain't happening. <laughs> Sarah alone, dude. <laughs> she ain't with that shit. But yeah, this was a uh, quit for less. <laughs> no, but uh, this was this was fun. Uh, yeah, this is great. This is crazy. I all the stuff I heard, I'm like, what the hell? I'm still trying to process a lot of it. I know, dude. It's just like, <laughs> wow. This is yeah, crazy. Well, the underwear be... thing still bothers me. Hmm? The underwear oh. thing still oh. bothers me. <laughs> That's what I... you took away from all this. We've been <laughs> hey, <laughs> well. <of> everything. <laughs> It bothered me for the longest time because when I first got married and I had to put those stupid things on, I would take them off at night and just wear like regular pajamas and stuff. And my husband was like, you know, you have to wear those night and day. And I'm like, are you serious? I have to wear them when I'm sleeping too. So yeah, getting rid of those things were amazing. And again, you can Google LDS garments and you'll see pictures of those online so you can see what they look like. And you can Google, you should Google LDS temple ceremony clothes. Because do, that's some crazy shit right there. Do me a favor and text me all this stuff because I, I will look all this. Like I said, this is interesting as hell for to real. me. Like I, I, yeah. I have a blast. Because the other thing that you'll want to do is compare. And I can find the pictures and send it to you. You'll want to compare. Yo, so what the week, fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what did you find? The, the LD- garments or the temple clothes? The garments. How are you supposed to fuck in this? What? Dude, what? You, well, oh, you can't a- take them off for that. That's a that's a well, some oh, yeah. that's weird. Though. But like, how, some people how do you find, believe you can't take them off. How do, how do you find that sexy though? Like, 
Uh-huh. Oh, Jebediah. So <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the Amish right it's now. It's not about being sexy. It's about being obedient. Well, yeah, because sex is probably looked at completely different as, yeah. than how we look at it. It's probably it's just... only for procreation. Exactly, yeah. Mm. It's all And people, you you don't talk about it. There is no sex education. It's only don't have sex. And you're taught that it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. And then you get married. And all of a sudden, you're supposed to have sex, and it's good. And it really messes up your brain because yeah. you've been taught your whole life that it's bad and now it's good. And so that was something else that was a huge change for us after we left, you know, better sex life because we're like, we can be free and not have to worry. I don't know. It's just, it's just another lift of indoctrination that's gone. Even though we had been married for over 20 years at that point, you know, it just, right. We understood sex is no longer bad. Yeah. Right. Just a biological need. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's man. And now I just found the temple garments and holy shit, what kind of clans meetings were y'all going to? <laughs> hey, so Joseph Smith, the founder, he became a Mason. No fucking way. Oh, what the fuck? Seven weeks after he became a Mason, he introduced the LDS ceremony, the temple ceremony. And if you go and there's secret handshakes you have to do in the ceremony to get into heaven. And if you look at those handshakes, they are basically straight from the Masonic rituals. So and let me so find out you so, guys have been that, dapping people up left and right. <laughs> dapping there you go. <laughs> wow. Well, and that's not something you're ever taught. You're never taught when you're growing up. Because I even took church history classes at BYU and none of this stuff was ever taught me, to me. You're never taught that a lot of this stuff comes from masonry, you know, and it's just kind of crazy. So, man, but yeah, man. those temple ceremony clothes, aren't they lovely? I mean, you men get to wear that little cap. With the tie that goes onto the robe, do, uh, you know what this? You know what this reminds me of. What's up? I, I, I'm I'm positive based off what she's telling us that more that LDS was established way before Scientology, but it seems like a dumbed down version of Scientology, where it's not as insane. You know what I mean? Like it's not as aggressive, right? It, yeah, like like Scientology like took like bits and pieces and then just ramped it up to yeah. eleven. Yeah, yeah. It's like we got to be sophisticated in this shit. Hang on. Yeah. That is. Yeah, and like you said, don't Scientologists don't they come after you? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Which is why I'm kind of hesitant to have one on here, but I kind of want to have one on here. <laughs> well, next one. Because would yeah. they come after you, or would they just come after? I, I think I think with with them, it's that if there's any type of like slander, at least in their eyes, type of you know type of thing, they'll go after both parties. Like oh, they'll wow. they'll, yeah. they'll send out letters and all kind of shit, which I'm all down for the beef. Motherfucker, y'all don't want none. <laughs> but, you can throw down. <laughs> you can get equal rights and equal lefts. Facts. I was like, I got a gun crazy uncle next door, so fuck it, bring the beef. <laughs> the South will rise again. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm there you go. <laughs> yeah, you're like, go ahead and bring it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't yeah. know, but but oh, I think we we have to have a second part where you kind of break some more down stuff. For oh us, yeah. This is this is definitely crazy. I. Well, and we can get into the whole idea of, because I think you talked about like polygamy. Yeah. There's still the belief of polygamy in the LDS church. You can talk about the current prophet and the prophet that comes after him. Oh, there's so much stuff. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. We got to, we got to do this so. again. Oh, yeah, that, for sure. This was, and we got to yeah. get your husband on. Yeah. I, I want to know about those six classes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, and he's got the thing that you will find. So I actually got on Reddit today and I have a Instagram account and I got on there and I just said, Hey, I'm going to be on a podcast. Tell me like the one thing that broke your shelf. And it was really interesting to get some of the feedback and to hear what people said. So many of them said like the history, but 
there's so many people who have been abused in the church. The church is really known to protect the, bu- the abuser and blame the victim. Oh, and wow. there's all sorts of interesting things that I got back on that. So everybody has their reason as to what broke their shelf and why they left. And I know that my husband and I, we have very similar reasons, but he also has, has other things. Like for me, it's all about the men in the church. And so I was very tamped down. So there's a lot of sexism. And so that's of course a huge deal for me. Whereas he's a man, you know, and that wasn't as big of a deal. He had all the power. I'm supposed to bow down to him before God, you know? So it's really crazy stuff. Like like the, like Orthodox, Orthodox Judaism, whatever it is, Orthodox Jews. Yeah. That's man. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure that he'd be happy to, chime in get on and talk too yeah well yeah, we're always d- happy to talk about this stuff well shit if y'all are then we're, we're, ha- we're more than happy to listen oh yeah I, for sure I, definitely i said this is super interesting and uh i don't know like thanks thanks for doing this because at first i i was like i don't know if she's gonna want to deal with a bunch of idiots like us it's <laughs> a low-class <laughs> morons <laughs> on a podcast we, we had I, I was trying to get a neurologist on here and i told him the name of our podcast and they were like, mm. <laughs> they just like, they just didn't no. respond back. So I was like, hey. really? Yeah, I was like, well, like the, that, that means Hillary's out. <laughs> so. Hey, you know, I I am always happy to talk to people about this because my whole thinking is the more people who are aware of the cult that it is, that's who we can save from ever joining it. So, yeah, yeah, that was my but. thing. I was like, that shit is a cult, but I was like, I need to get confirmation from someone who's lived it because. Right. Yeah, I didn't just want to, again. I ain't got no beef with no religion or anything like that. But if someone who's like, when when you hear about Scientology, they always say they escaped, and I'm like, what the fuck? You escaped? Yeah. What do you mean you escaped? Mm-hmm. And just walk out. They're like, no, nah, we had to like plan this shit for years. And like some people, like with you know the LDS or FLDS, they you hear similar stories, maybe not as extreme, but like I was like, that sounds culty, <laughs> you right. know? Like yeah. it sounds yeah. very culty. Because, like, the polygamists, they literally do have to escape. And for us, because I actually, up at Park City today, I actually butted in on some guy's conversation who were talking about how they were on vacation from Louisiana, and they're up in Utah and Mormon country. And I, I'm i a good eavesdropper, and I just, I'm a talker, if you've noticed. And I just butted into their conversation, and we started talking about Mormonism and stuff, and they found that I was ex-Mormon. But, yeah, it was, they were fascinated to learn some of the stuff. So, it's crazy. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I want to... Uh, next time I'll have, I didn't do any research because I wanted to hear it from you, but next time I'll do a little research and we'll knock yeah, out we'll some, have more, some more questions. More questions. Yeah. Cause yeah. that was, this was, was fun. This yeah. was great. Yeah. Really. All really right. Sounds fun. good. Well, all right. Hilly, well, okay. well, thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks thank for doing you. this. This was, I a, hope you had a, this was a, a blast. fun time with us. Hopefully you, uh, continue to find happiness after that crazy <laughs> shit you just went through for Jesus years yeah. upon years decades for way too long yeah. yes we are going to live life to the fullest now and yes and i did have a good time so thank you i was worried too i've been asked to do podcasts before and i've always turned them down because it is i had to get to a point where i could finally talk publicly well, with my name and well, everything well so. we're glad you opened up here and you know what we're gonna do tonight we're all gonna drive to utah we're gonna throw boxes of lipton tea all over that fucking temple <laughs> make sure it's sweet tea exactly That's all I have. From the we're, south. we're from the south it's uh, gonna be we sweet. know about sweet tea, sweet tea yes. <laughs> that's the reason why half of us are diabetic oh yeah you can't lie. with no teeth <laughs> but all right hillary well thanks for your time and uh hopefully we can do this again soon so all right sounds good just let me know all right well guys all right later peace later. bye bye 
That was fucking fun. That was dude. That was dope. That was interesting. I did not expect that to be honest. But I'm glad she opened up like that. Oh yeah, for sure. Man, that was crazy. Well, be easy. Was it more interesting than you thought? Yeah, more entertaining. Yeah, I thought it would be. Yeah, me too. Honestly, thought it was was going to be more. I thought it was going to be more of a Debbie Downer deal, but now yeah. it's kind of like... Honestly, yeah, me too. I thought it was going to be like, well, this happened, and then this happened. I was, I, was, I was about ready to get the Tarzan ready. <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> but no, dude, like, her energy was amazing. Yeah. The story, I, it sucked, but she was really like, you know, like, hey, shit Literally happens. all the questions I had, she answered, like, without even, without me asking. I was like, bet. bet. <laughs> You're right. And then I was able to kind of bring in questions that... Brought, came to my head that you know when she was talking i said oh, okay cool yeah we could, we gotta have her back on because oh, i yeah, have way sure. more questions dude i oh, would yeah. love the both of them to be here yeah in the studio well they're in utah so. yeah I <laughs> but i mean they come to dallas sometimes well so. she said next month they're going to houston for so uh, shit to the temple for a wedding hey so we may we may have to make this shit happen hey maybe that'd be, be cool. dope <laughs> when we show up we'll just bring meth coke heroin <laughs> and and that one drug sweet fucking tea <laughs> be like we're about to crank this mormon party up to 11 <laughs> yeah, line. show with jugs of sweet tea hell yeah i brought ketamine my guys i just brewed it <laughs> they're like yeah yeah that's all good and all but what's this lipton shit you got over there? <laughs> let me get some of that shit <laughs> that shit is the devil's juice right there <laughs> i brought coffee who, who wants some hell yeah Oh, oh, walk in oh, with was, a Starbucks cup. Oh, right? was, oh, was caffeinated? Oh, you are oh, you really trying to get me going? <laughs> it's all right. Just put me in your praying list after I die. <laughs> they stick their finger in the coffee and just rub it on their gums. Oh, that's the stuff. <laughs> oh, this that this that Columbia shit. <laughs> <laughs> this raw cut right here. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Just bring some grinded up coffee beans, right? Hell yeah! Just fucking do a line of ground. There's, there's that. There's that one Mormon Man, with, the, with the pinky nail. In here. Oh hell yeah! This is that good shit. He lying. Where are you getting this from? Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> Word? Word? <laughs> you got the plug like that? <laughs> you can literally walk across the street and get it. <laughs> Fam, borrow my car and go to Dunkin'. It's right there. The fuck? She said it, El Chapo. <laughs> that shit was, but the 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 whole them having their own planet thing. That was dude, like, what the fuck is going real? on here, dude? Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, homie, like that's just I've never blow, heard of that yeah. before. Again, because I've none of us have ever really had a conversation with a oh, Mormon, yeah. an active Mormon, where it was like a sensible, yeah. logical conversation without them reverting back to question. their yeah, yeah, dodging and going back to their stupid ass book. Like, dude, that was interesting. Like, even the ones that I've had conversations with on campus, like, it's like, like, hi. It's like super, like, even like some of them that are like, I'll be sitting on the bench just minding my own business and they'll come sit next to me and they're like, hey, do you have time to talk about Jesus Christ? And I'm just like, dude, like, you see me, like, I'm like, I don't, you know, I'll tell them what I'm doing. And they're just like, oh, well, if you ever want to talk, we're right over, you know, it's just like, it's really robotic. And I'm just like, yo, do you even have a personality? You know what you should do now? Hmm. It's like go to Starbucks and then sit down. If they sit right next to you, just be like, "You want some?" It's brewed. So this is that good shit. I'm telling you from from shit. now on, what you need to do when you go to them, just have a thing of sweet tea and be like, just like or wave coffee. it in front or coffee and just like wave it in front of them, watching like like fucking drug dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want it. Is that Lipton tea? 
extra sugar. Yeah, she fucked around and told the wrong guys that. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I <think> bullshit. <laughs> you know we f- how many times we're gonna fuck around with a Mormon now, dude? <laughs> it, uh, like, bro, there's not tr- in a bad way, but there's this a church like in Caldwell. And- I'm about to go buy a 12 pack at Walmart and just leave it on their doorstep and just teabag them. But <laughs> <laughs> um, hold on, where's it? I got you. Damn, that was wild, dude. That was fun. I'm really glad I, we did I, that. Yeah, it really changed up the energy, and it for me, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I kind of hope this opens up to like more interviews because like you said you try to get a neurologist on here uh we try to get that um we, uh i was telling the guys uh there's a chef in australia i'm trying to get on here Hell that's yeah. dope i remember we tried that guy that followed us on instagram um or followed me on instagram <laughs> the sex alchemist yeah the sex yeah. alchemist because uh, he um, he even said it we sound like just like a bunch of dudes just chilling on the couch talking a lot of shit and i was just like well that's gen- that's, the gist that's of, what we do that's what we do but like was it like, a- we're also interested in other shit yeah, but, yeah. you know like, that's why i'm like i want to start doing more <clears throat> stuff like that where we can actually get in with you know, kind of just like change the di- not only change the dynamic of the show, but like that's interesting as fuck. Yeah, right. Who wouldn't really want to learn about yeah. shit like that? Was it uh, Miguel's wife, Alana? She wants to get on here. Really? Yeah. She's a big fan. No fucking way. Yeah, I didn't know that either until Miguel told me today. Look it up, dog. And I was like, "Word!" And he's like, "Yeah, dude, she'd be really happy if y'all have her on there." And I was like, "Okay, I'm see what fucking the guy said." Yeah. Yeah. I know I have, one of my cousins wants to come on here. This guy that I just met that I, I literally just found out he's my cousin. And I had to text my sister and I was like, yo, I was like, why do all the cool ass cousins I don't know about just, I'm just now meeting. And she's like, I didn't even know he was our cousin until he started bringing his kid to me to watch. And I was just like, oh, well, either way, I was like, wait, how'd y'all know he was your cousin? Because he hit Consuelo up to babysit his son. And so, cause he's got full custody of his son. Mm. And so... Um, he can swallow up and he's like, Hey, uh, my grandpa told me to hit you up because you have a babysitter service. She's like, well, who's your grandpa? And he said, uh, burger. And she goes, Oh, that's my uncle. So that makes us cousins. Yeah. Come on, bring him on over. Dope. And so that's, huh? And burger, if I'm not mistaken, her uncle burger is like my third or fourth cousin. Uncle burger. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good restaurant name. Uncle burger. <laughs> and believe it or not, that motherfucker can make some good ass burgers and barbecue too. He better. If he's going to have a name like that, for reals. fuck. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm really happy about that, about that uh, interview was that how we were actually able to just joke with her, too. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. she like it was, she was kind of like, because she was so over it, you know, the whole thing. She was like, fuck it. I don't care. Let's clown on this bullshit. Be lying. Because, I mean, there's some people who can be like, hey, man, that's a little too touchy. Well, I mean, me. that's the thing is when someone's leaving, like, either a religion or something like that, like, that's a very vulnerable oh, yeah, topic. Vulnerable so I was state, like, yeah. So I was like, and hey. it was so recent, too. Like, yeah. November? December? Yeah, November, like, December, whatever it was. Yeah. 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 And the way you talked about it, it seemed like she had been gone away for a yeah. while. Yeah. Well, that's the way she made it seem. So, so wait, how'd like, you even, like, get to talking to her? Reddit. Reddit? Yeah. I just went on, <laughs> I went on ex-Mormon Reddit, the Reddit she was talking uh-huh. about. And uh, the very first post I saw was from her. And I was like, look, I'm messaging that one. And, yeah. That's dope. Huh. And same with the chef. It was like, uh, what's the name of the subreddit? His name is Tim. I can't remember the name, but either way, I messaged him. I was like, hey, man. I was like, because he's posting pictures of his food and shit. And I was like, yo, that's dope. I was like, you want to come on a podcast and talk about food with a bunch of fat asses? And he was like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> he was like, what's the name? And I was like, you know, told, him, told him the whole spiel and shit. And he was like, yeah. And then he kind of gave me a, a brief layout. He was like, I don't know if I'm that interesting 
Then he was like, he was born in, or some part of the East Coast, I'm going to say Cleveland, moved to Australia, started like a basic diner, came back, did some like chef cooking show, and then went back to Australia and started a gourmet uh, restaurant. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn, nice. Damn, I might get you a job. In Australia? In Australia. <laughs> right? yeah. Brian, I mean, that's fuck a, it. Go that's a hell of a there. commute, dog. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can do that Brian, every weekend. Brian, why the fuck you so buff, bro? I swim to Australia every fucking day. <laughs> Mike. Why you swim? It's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has an accent, too. What's going on, Mike? It's free 99. <laughs> Orle, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, that's the wrong one. <laughs> Close enough. Let him have it. <laughs> Brian comes. Brian comes. Like, why are you swimming, bitch? You can just live over there. Oh, I'm homeless. Mate. <laughs> mate. Just throws it on the end of everything. I'm hungry. Mate. <laughs> and then Brian can be an actual what back. Facts. I'm fucking crossing the Australian border illegally. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Shout if out I'm to not, Brian. I'm not going to lie. If I'm not mistaken, they're one of the ones, because Jade sent that shit to me when uh, Trump first got elected. Uh-huh. They're one of the co- first countries to open up their borders to us if we wanted to flee. Because she sent me the application. Jesus Christ. For Hell real? Yeah. yeah. She literally te- uh, sent me the application through Facebook and she was all like, hey, you know, I heard, in the, uh, I saw in the news today that they're going to be accepting applications from Americans to become uh, Australian citizens. Yeah, but the problem with Australia is Sarah has a friend who moved over there. They do everything snail mail. Yeah. So it takes forever. Like, forever. like for him to like get his, I, I guess like citizenship because he's from Sweden. Uh-huh. He was there for like a year. Sarah will have to be break it down i think it was like a year year and a half whatever it was and he never got he never even saw his papers so eventually like his visa that he had ran out and he just had to go back oh, i think wow. i think that's how it went but yeah. i'm not sure but either way it's so slow everything is so slow over there yeah because like i talked to the postman i was gonna send jade a package a while back and the post lady said yeah if i send her something she'll get it in two weeks if she was to send me something, it would I would it would take about six months to almost to a year. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Super slow over there. Damn, I did not know that. Yeah, it's all it's all snail mail. Like obviously they have digital stuff, but <laughs> right, like their their main thing that they do is all snail mail. Hmm. Are we gonna shout out Sarah? Oh yeah. What the hell? Is she it? takes y'all too about that. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Sarah. Shout out, shout out to the ball and chain. Hey. Shout out to Little Liberian, a.k.a. the dopest cosplayer y'all have ever seen. Why are we shouting her out? I have no idea. I have no idea. Did, I, but did, yeah, did shout she out do to something? Sarah. Um, Check her uh, out on Little TikTok. Liberian. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, she's doing the cosplay thing. Yeah. So. yeah here and there. Yeah. It, it looks cool. So yes. yeah, everyone, so. Uh, go check Dude, out her, Seek's uh, Wife. I told her, you got so much more tits, bitch. (laughs) Making OnlyFans. (laughs) Bro, that feed OnlyFans is some real shit. I'm telling you. I'll send you a video. There's the chick who owns that that podcast studio in New York, Wheezy. Uh, She she has a show called Sex Sells. I think I was telling y'all about it, where the very first episode was about people who use only... the, The show is based around people who sell sex without selling sex. Huh. So, like, uh, feet, OnlyFans, yeah. the, the feet, whatever, whatever it's called. Remember you were talking about the bouge, whatever those pictures? Bourgeois, yeah. Well, I, I, that's what I thought was uh, what they do with the ropes and the toes and shit. Right. No, but when people do that shit, oh, dude, those people, those women who do that and they pour, like, honey or whatever the hell it is on their feet, they're, you know, they're charging, like, 25, 30 bucks a month, and they're making, like, 15, 20 grand a month. Damn. Yeah. 
So wait, is this this chick who's on a uh, horrible decisions? Yeah. Okay. I think I know. I I know who the it is. the the not loud arrogant right. one. Yeah. The not loud arrogant yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Line. Yeah. But yeah, that was fun, man. I really fucking that was amazing. Had a blast that shit. I don't know. Do we do we end now or or? I think we should talk about Loki. All right. I kind of want to talk about Loki. Yeah. All right. Let me get it ready. You fucks. Where's it at? And then we can end it. Yeah. Because Loki was pretty dope. The last two episodes, anyway. All right, yeah. here we go. All right, spoiler alert, people. We're going to talk about Loki. I got a new favorite Marvel character now. I don't. I hate that bitch. I got a new favorite character out of it. Who? Kane? Fucking alligator Loki. Oh. That, <laughs> that dude's hand, it literally, we had the subtitles on, it literally said, makes angry alligator noises, and then he bit that fucker's hand off. <laughs> he goes, he's a Loki. <laughs> yeah, the last couple episodes were good. Any the, the the four before that, they can suck my dick. I didn't, this was like the most They're, least interesting show yeah, to me. The, the four before were mostly... Like filler. They kind of felt like filler. To me. Exposition. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was. I mean, obviously you got to like try to build up to it, right? But that slow. It, it was Not pretty even. slow. Oh, kind of. But I mean, like we were able to figure out who it was right then and there too. When they were all like, "Oh, we found a new variant." In the first or, episode, I was like, "Yeah, it's Lady that's Loki. Lady Loki." Yeah. But see, I think because I didn't even know who Lady Loki was, and a lot of people don't know who Lady Loki is. Yeah, I, right. I didn't See, know. But. For like the nerd, for like, I guess for like people like us, we we would have figured that out. But there's a lot of other people who don't know. You know what I mean? Because I was even talking about it at work, and they're like, I was like, "Yo, y'all watch the new episode of Loki?" And they're and some of the people were like, "Yeah, we can't figure out who it is." And I was like, I was like, one of my uh, like my brother-in-law, he's talking about it's probably gonna be Lady Loki, and they're like, "There's no such thing as a Lady Loki." And I was like, "Yeah, there is. Her name's Sylvie." Like I had to like I had to Google it myself, but I was like, when I start googling, I was like, right. "Oh, this shit matches up to what's going on in the show." And they're like, no, they're like, they're like, no, Navarre. And I was like, just fucking Google it whenever you get a chance. And so, yeah, Google it, bitch. Yeah, no, I mean, like, the, uh, <clears throat> I really like the last two episodes. Those are, I can't put enough em- emphasis on that. Like, I thought oh, yeah, they were really, sure. really good. Like to me, that changed. The, they changed the whole dynamic of that yeah. show for me because yeah. I, I was finding it really, really hard to want to watch the episodes. And I was like, why am I not enjoying this? And then the fourth, the fifth episode, I was like, "Oh, you got me again!" Right. And the sixth episode, I was like, "Fucking dope!" And yeah. then the sixth episode at the ending, I was like, "Fucking right, King the Conqueror." So many people hated that episode, dude. That what? episode's getting a shit ton of hate on Reddit. The last one, yeah. why? Yeah. yeah, they're they're not liking it. I guess because it wasn't as action packed as they were hoping oh. for, and as like revealing. But I'm like, well, the dude is telling you he's King the Conqueror. He even made a joke. He was like, "I've been called this." A conqueror, right? Like you even put air quotes around like a conqueror. I was like, I thought that shit was dope. Yeah, like, for real. I really liked it because it sets up like, yeah, he's a variant of a king, the conqueror that's not really that bad. Yeah, but, but he even says there's, there's worse me's yeah. coming if you kill me. Was Was anybody else mad when she stabbed him? Whenever Loki finally finds himself and turns into a good guy ish, whatever, and then she's like, I'm not you or whatever. Yeah, and then she stabs him. I was like, you fuck. Yeah, stupid uh, bitch. I know it has to happen. I yeah, I know, and and that is what kind of bothered me about it is that that's the only way it could have ended. Yeah, right? yeah. That or at least that's the way that I knew it was going to end, and that's what bugged me. Uh, like I, I, I wanted, 
I mean, I don't know what I expected, but I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. And I don't know. I guess I guess because we got spoiled with WandaVision that I was hoping for a bigger for, twist for a, for right. a twist or, or, you know, something. My, I was waiting for a twist, too. But, you know, my deal is, is like, OK, because I know this is setting up for the multiverse of madness. Yeah. And this is how we get Spider-Man, all the different Spider-Mans coming together to help the I, new Spider-Man. I, I feel like that show is the reason we're going to have, it's going to go so cosmic. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I can't talk. Um, And I see that going. But my deal is like, okay, so you know, remember when Wanda's going through the book in the cabin? Yeah. And she hears her kids' voices? Because technically, in that timeline, they didn't exist. They did. Well, wait, what, what do you mean they didn't? Well, like, she made them up in... Homegirl's town. Yeah. Uh, she made him up. And then, like, oh. as she's going through the book, she hears her voices and she's like, fuck, I got to go save him. Did Loki, whenever Sylvie stabbed Loki, was that about the same time? So, therefore, it created. No, no. This, this was way before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, WandaVision. So, so yeah, gotcha. this Loki takes place, like, right. Well, <laughs> technically. Since they're in the TVA, yeah, they're outside of time. time. That's what I'm saying. They're outside so of time. So, it could take so, place. Any time. Yeah. In a sense. In a sense. But I would say that it would take place... In the middle of Endgame. Yeah. Or whenever... Well, I'd whenever say, he I'd say like right, at, right outside of Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. Right well, right after Well, I Endgame. mean, technically, whenever he took the... Uh, the it was, well, it was right after Avengers 1 then. Yeah. Well, yeah. So... But then again... But time like, like I said, the TVA is outside of time. Right. Because so, whenever... Because there's a theory that the t- the TVA is in the quantum realm. Because Chronopolis yeah. um, or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Because well, not because of that, but like um, apparently, if you slow down um, Ant Man and Wasp, yeah, they Chronopolis. you can see like a little city. Yeah, you see like a little. Is that what it's called, Chronopolis? Right? Uh, I can't remember. Whatever, whatever Korg's town or whatever the hell that is. Yeah, you you can see that, and that's where. Uh, Loki and Sylvie and them were the TVA. So mm-hmm. technically, all this time that they've been, because they've been hopping time too and going back to TVA. So technically, this could have happened, or WandaVision could have been happening while they were in the TVA. And then, you I know, mean, it could be, but the thing is, that the way that they have the, uh, the, because Disney orders it already for you. And right after Endgame, it's Loki. And then after Loki, it's WandaVision. After WandaVision, I think it's uh, uh, Falcon. Because they're already telling you what, how to watch the movies and everything that goes after it. And literally right after Endgame, it's Loki. Yeah, because that has to happen. Sylvie has to stab Kane right. in order for those kids to exist. Uh, exactly. So at a different time, it has, so it has to, to happen. happen. Right. It has so to happen. That's what, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say is like the theory is like, or the theory that I'm coming up with is like since she stabbed him. It's open up a whole fucking can of worms of chaos, and now her kids actually exist. Right. So I'm exactly. wondering, like, are they still going to look like? No, they already mm-hmm. existed because they already happened. Or did they? Yeah. Because I mean, like, her brother pa- Pietro. Mm-hmm. How how is he going to come in? Because he came in before. No, no, he came after the kids, right? But he was recasted though, because he wasn't really Pietro. That was just was Peter. Whatever the fuck. That was just some fucking random guy that homegirl duped into being Pietro. Well, that's what they tell us now. 
as of right now. Because it, it could be that they actually did recast him as Pietro. It could be. But it could be that he's from the other dimension uh, where X-Men is. This opens up a whole new can of worms. Marvel, oh, yeah. I need some fucking answers. Well, they're going to answer him once uh, <clears throat> Spider-Man comes. Oh, some of it once Spider-Man comes out. Yeah. And then Multiverse of Madness. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to all those fucking Spider-Man in one movie. Hey. Yeah. I don't know. I liked I liked the last two episodes for sure. Like I said, yeah. obviously, t- like I told the guys earlier, for me, this is this series is the dark world of their series. Like yeah. it was, it was like one of the least enjoyable series, but it was it was very important. Oh yeah, yeah, very very important. And then I love that they're bringing Kane because Kane could come popping in any time and every anywhere in any form in any form. Yeah, because they're gonna fight Kane. In uh, the new uh, Ant-Man and Wasp movie. Uh, Quantumania, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the main villain for that movie. But that could be just another variant of Kane. It's definitely going to be. Right. Because remember whenever he... got to be. Well, when he died, somebody there was a theory saying that all the movies and all the series that we're watching has probably happened millions of times. Right. Because whenever she stabbed him, he said, I'll see you soon. So... This is kind of just like a replay, basically, the way they're doing it. It's like a mm-hmm. replay, a rerun of everything that's already happened. Uh, now now we get to see it play out. And right. I kind of I want to see what's going to happen. Again, he's talking about there's evil kings, like lighthearted and all that shit. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really dope. Right. So I'm excited so I, for King. I understand why she did it. I just hate that she let her rage drive her right. to do that. Because remember whenever Mor- uh, Morbius, Mobius, what's his name? Mobius. Mobius, Mobius. was like, like uh, you're destined to lose. Even if you try to better yourself, all this shit, the moment he betters himself. And who was it somebody was saying? Like, uh, anytime a Loki tries to better himself, they're sent back here or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. He bettered so. himself yeah. and then she sent him back to the TBA and then all hell breaks loose. And then he looks outside and there's a statue of King as opposed to a timekeeper. I was right. like, God damn it. And then not even then, uh, Morbius and what's her name didn't even remember him. Yeah. Or he's in a different uh, dimension already. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. She un- she unleashed hell. So this makes me wonder, where the fuck is Sylvia? Is she still in the original? Or not the original, but the well, one Well, she's out of time. Yeah, she's out of time. She's out of... Uh, a, she's a, at the yeah. end. Yeah. Technically. Well, yeah, because he remember, even he said that this time continues. Uh-huh. He's like, I didn't know. I knew everything up until 10 seconds ago or whatever. Right. So who knows where she is now? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And I I know I'm gonna be confused as fuck in Quantum Mania. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch these shits. Yeah, line that and what is it? Uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, yeah. Because you gotta think he's probably gonna be jumping through different fucking timelines. Well, we'll see how uh, <clears throat> Spider Man goes because Spider Man's gonna be the first movie that's gonna be presented to us about mo- the multiverse. Yeah, true. And then after that, and that's, that's later like, this year, right? Right. Yeah. Man. December, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. December. Because I mean, like, well, I've been hearing that uh, maybe uh, "What If" might be the first thing that goes with the multiverse. Maybe, depending on. I mean, it makes sense, right? And then it will be the movie, unless it's just Spider-Man. like a one-off series. But right. which they're making a season two of Loki. Yeah. They weren't. They weren't going to. Yeah, no. They were. They were like, all right, that's it. And then someone was like, wait, what? No, we Hold need. Up. We need a little more. 
we need a little more from this storyline. So we need this to wrap this up. If if the next season is anything like those last two episodes, I'm in. If they start that shit off slow again, oh hey. man. Well, I'm pretty sure they're not because I'm I'm pretty sure they're they've gonna... already got it out of the way now. Right. They don't have yeah. to build up to the story. And now we're all we're all caught up. <laughs> Good the job, hell was that? Oh, sort of can't have nice things. Yeah, damn, pretty much. Dropping them off. I'm dropping them off at the temple tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, he's gonna get saved. <laughs> exactly. So are we emailing this to all the fucking bi- Mormon bishops. We should. No, I ain't, I ain't throwing her under the bus like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Just let her do her thing, and whenever yeah. she's ready to come back on, we'll. Yeah, for sure. And then for if sure. she wants to email them, shit. She's like, "Yo, let me get that episode." <laughs> <laughs> Bet. Elon. Yeah, that was cool though. All right, well, I got a piss and doo doo. Y'all ready to get up out of here? Yeah. yeah. You nah, ain't doing it in my toilet sauce. <laughs> no, I'm doing it in the back of Israel's car. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just got to piss real bad. That was fun, man. I hope y'all guys enjoyed uh, this that. episode. Yeah, because that was, that was pretty uh, that was insightful. Yeah. Yeah. Really dope. I'm glad she was that dope. Hopefully, our next guest, guest is that dope. Right. Our random guest, anyway. All right, fellas. Let's roll. It's episode one eighty-five. Catch on next week. We finally had a benchmark episode that's really hyped. For real? Yeah. yeah. Our first one. Yeah. Usually, it's crazy. Anytime we do have one of those, we usually drag ass, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's not cool at all. Right. But oh well, it is what it is. All right, fuckers. We'll catch on next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.